So I just want to start things off with saying this is the last episode of the Past Controller podcast that will be filmed here. This is like kind of ridiculous oh, yeah. because this has been like so many years of being in this apartment for so long. And we've gone through different variations of how the show is made and doing it in person when that was a thing and transitioning to online when the pandemic hit and just like all of the iterations of how the studio has changed and the equipment we're using and all that stuff. It was kind of crazy to me that the last episode is right now, just because this time next week, hopefully fingers crossed, I will be settled in my house. I doubt it, but that is uh, the plan at least. So we shall see, but kind of bittersweet, you know, we get a, we get a special group of amazing people joining tonight. And if you were watching right now, you already know that no one else from Pass Controller is here. So let's get right into it. Welcome everyone to the Pass Controller podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have a guest and sometimes we talk about nothing for too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is a special cast, some returning faces and some new faces of bounty hunters from all over the galaxy. First off, you may know him from his many podcasts over at Certain POV and a myriad of other places on Twitch and whatnot. It's Matt, a.k.a. DJ Storm again. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm very I'm, excited to be on the show. I'm, I'm excited that you're here. Finally, finally here. For, since you're a newcomer to the show and for those listening that may not know who you are, if you want to kind of give a quick little who is Matt. Sure. Uh, I'll do the short, short, short version. Otherwise, we'll be here for three hours. Uh, I, I am a podcast producer, DJ, podcaster, host. And um, I said podcaster, host. Well, that's there now forever. That's fine. Um, can you tell I talk for a living? Um, You're the I've first been... podcaster host that I've ever met. So I yeah, mean, that's you got great. that going for you. I got that going for me. No, uh, I've been producing and hosting podcasts for about a decade, DJing for about the same amount of time, although obviously not during the Panini. Uh, but... Uh, I, uh, you might know me from some nerdy video game podcasts. You might know me from a TV movie podcast. Um, I also produce a bunch of shows like Shut Up Evan, uh, famously hosted by Evan Ross Katz. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm a big video game nerd, but I'm nerdy about a lot of different things. And I know the incredible Brendan Groom through a group of friends. And we've been fast friends ever since. He's a good dude, and I'm happy to be here on his show. I'm I'm happy that you're finally here. I don't know about uh, amazing person, but sure, I'll take the compliment when it's there. Uh, also, <laughs> also joining us, another new face to the program. Uh, you may know him from the NOLA Nerdcast or probably from Super Deluxe Gamecast. It's Lord Yamcha himself, Finn. Finn, how are you doing today? You know what? <clears throat> I am also doing well. I am also very excited to be here, probably a little more than Matt. Uh, just because here here we go here we go starts <laughs> right. uh, no I, I i've i've been wanting to be part of the show for a while just because i i respect what what my boy brendan here does but the second i heard there was a metroid show in the works i kind of had to uh um do what needed to be done which in my case was hey can i be one of the guests and the answer was yes it was a wild wild crazy roller coaster of emotions I'm- um I will I will give you a little bit behind the scenes because I don't know if Brennan will actually ever admit to this, but almost anyone that will is willing to ask to be on the podcast, he's just he like tells me he's like, why do they want to be on my podcast? Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, that like that crazy. imposter syndrome is real, and I still say that after oh, doing this for 100%. ten years. <laughs> I, I mean, you can ask Brendan. Ever since he said you want to be on it, I was like, are you sure? 
there there definitely been some some messages uh that have gone across and i'm like i i am the lesser here i am the one that is that is uh you know questioning why me um so yeah so happy that you're finally here uh it definitely will not be the last for for either of you as as i'm sure or as i hope at least uh but for listeners who may not know who you are finn uh a little little background on who lord yamcha is okay uh well that's just because uh Back when I used to do the social media for Funimation and Bandai Namco, I, I'm a huge Yamcha stan. And Hell yeah. I feel like I needed to be his his champion because he always gets hate. And someone needed to be there to let everyone know <laughs> that he's actually the greatest character in Dragon Ball. But I've done, I usually, I've been doing podcasts for, for a long, long time. I started in comic book podcast and moved my way to video games. And then, uh, I've worked in the PR side of the industry and I'm actually working my way back there, but it's, I, I miss it. I miss the industry, man. It's, it, it's, it has its hooks in my heart, mm-hmm. but other than that, I just, I love all the people I meet doing this kind of stuff. Like I have yet to meet a bad person. Um, case in point, everyone here, just great people all around. So I, 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 I like being on both sides of the equation. It's fun. Uh, it's just good times. Everyone's yeah. good time. I, I think just at the end of the day, it's it's great to connect with people who share the same passions uh, exactly. and who are just good people. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, it's, that's uh, the key. There's lots of people with the same passions, but uh, Twitter has shown me that they're not all great people. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely it's, not. It's, it's really fun to run into the ones that are. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, also joining us. Well, very ha- happy to have you, Finn. So looking Thank forward to this delicious chat about metroid uh also joining us returning guest featured all over the gaming space from ign to game informer the host of the full circle podcast the pokemon master himself mr odell Harmon jr odell how are you doing i'm doing well today i am doing well thank you for having me on the show again up in them past the controller numbers thank <laughs> you for that awesome intro also Cam is trying to run away with the, the, the crown of having the most uh, guest appearances. So, I mean, I got to I got to get every- ask me to come on. Here. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I know. But you do have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, featuring Cameron Hawkins. So, you know, got to get Odell's numbers up. Uh, how are you doing today, Odell? Can't complain. Can't complain. It's storming over here, but it's all good. Their net hasn't dipped, so I think we're going to be fine. Love it. Love to hear it. And rounding us out, you may know him from appearing on plenty of, of this show plenty of times, seeing him on Spawn on Me, Inside Gaming, Kind of Funny, and most recently doing a whole bunch of stuff over at IGN. The king who can finally sleep now that Sora is in Smash, Mr. Cameron Hawkins. Cam, how are you doing tonight? Uh, you know, uh, what, what more to say? What more to say than that? Uh, <laughs> Sora is in Smash finally. Uh, it's a dream come true. Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, I, I'm, I'm thriving. What, what, what is the new goalpost? Like now that Sora is here, oh, now that everyone question. is here, what is the new goalpost? It's a great high question. in the sky, never gonna happen. Right, never you gotta, gonna, you gotta go big, right? Yeah, because yeah, like, Sora was is, like the big I thing mean, for like, years. A Kingdom Hearts game where Riku was the main character. <laughs> I mean that. That would be yeah. great. Uh, that would be great. Something that's like not Kingdom Hearts related, because really, like that—that that was b- the dream for so long. Um, and I really don't think this is happening, uh, or this will ever happen. But like, and I tweeted about this the other day. But I would love a sequel to Split Second, which was a Disney Ooh. interactive. Uh, yeah. 
What and an underrated racing game. So fucking good. So one of my like my favorite racing game period, like Kart Racer, whatever you want. Like it is so good. For those that don't know what Split Second is, it came out on the PS in the PS3 and 360. I don't know if it came to PC. Hmm. I have to actually look into that because I really want to play that game again. Um, but it's basically an arcade racer where uh, not uh, where you're like the the races are like part of a TV show, and like you're uh, instead of having like items. Uh, you have a bar, and for each bar you do, you can like make things explode on your uh, like towards your enemies to like potentially wreck them. And there's also like if you get a full, like a completely full bar, which makes up of three, you can change the map permanently for the rest of the race. It is super huh. cool, super fun. Uh, highly recommend trying to play it if you can. PS3, Xbox 360. I don't know if and also Steam. I just looked it up for you. Oh, it's on Steam, y'all. Go on Steam. Oh wow! Flash. All right, it's, it's um. Just it's gonna wish really, list this right now. It's a really fun racing game, and because you know Disney Interactive isn't really a thing anymore, I, I really don't see a reality where we'll get another split second game. But God, if we did, I would just like I would lose my mind. All right, we're pivoting. This is a split second podcast for an hour. <laughs> we're yeah, we're not talking about Metroid once. Yeah, let's um, do it. Jokes so, on you. I also love it, so I'm fine. There we go. <laughs> Never played it. I'll let you guys carry this. Um, before we get right into it, a couple of things. For those of you that are watching on YouTube or watching right now live on Twitch, uh, you might notice a sixth square. I didn't feel like redoing the overlay because I didn't have enough time. So instead, <laughs> I slid Ridley from Super Smash Brothers in there. Obviously there from Metroid. Famously. But, uh, famously, famously from, from Super, Super Smash Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> uh, so... Grayson Rowell's friend of the program uh, was supposed to be on tonight, but he had something come up last minute. Uh, I want to shout him out because I love Grayson, but yeah. I didn't feel like making a new overlay last minute, so we just put Ridley in there. So that's why Ridley is hanging out with the gang tonight. Hell yeah! I guess you could say that you were over lazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, de- definitely, yes. And I'm happy that I will not be the only person with cheesy puns tonight. So. Oh, definitely not. Finn is the king. Love it. Love it. Uh, game recognizing uh, game <laughs> a couple of housekeeping things before we get into this uh lovely hour long cameron hour long episode <laughs> of uh the podcast uh <laughs> this episode is sponsored by our good friends at goodnight fatty if you're in the salem massachusetts area or the north shore of massachusetts on a friday saturday or sunday evening and you want yourself something sweet something hot and tasty fresh out of the oven make sure to head on down to one washington square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty treats. And if you do head down, let them know past the controller sent you. Uh, and the PTC Movie Club for October is Todd's pick, and it is Donnie Darko. So if you want to listen to us talk about Donnie Darko for an hour, we will be recording that episode the last week of October. So next episode will be our Donnie Darko episode. So either watch that movie this week if you haven't, or Press skip on that podcast when it comes up because we're going to talk about Donnie Darko. Have any of y'all seen Donnie Darko? I have. It's been a while, though. Creepy Rabbit, right? And the plane crash. Yeah. It's been a while. I have not seen it. It's been a while. (laughs) I have not seen this movie. I'm watching it tomorrow, probably, but I have not seen it. The, 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 the inception of the PTC movie club kind of was born out of, I don't watch a lot of movies. And most of the time, if you name a movie, I haven't seen it. And anytime someone's like, Oh, you've seen that. Right. And I say, no, they're like mouth agape. Are you serious? So Donnie Donnie Darko is supposed to be like the Jake Gyllenhaal film. Like that is like the film that kind of like he is known for. 
Um, I mean, obviously, like, there's more recent films that I think he's more notably known for, like yeah, like Spider Man, like and Sword <laughs> God no. Um, so but, but he's great as Mysterio. Oh, he's great, he but like that's not the one I'm gonna. I'm gonna like example to. I'm gonna do Nightcrawler. Yeah, but if you want to say like how I would know Mountain, him, even I, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like, Brokeback Mountain, yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, he recently in that new Netflix movie that people won't stop talking about, like Now on One Call or something like that? Yeah, apparently it's really good too, which is interesting. So based just because based off of the uh, one hour, one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And this is how we get there. Um, I was like, I was like, Brendan, I was like, we're we're like what, fifteen minutes in, uh, 12, 13 minutes into this uh, podcast already, and we still have to talk about what, like listen, seven Metroid games. Listen, seven <laughs> Metroid games is a lot Are more than that, about... but really not. Okay, okay. This is this is how I think the best way to go about this episode is going to be. Uh, is there are enough Metroid games where there's a you know there's a decent amount, um, but. I'm sure that some games don't really need us to talk about them, or maybe some of these games, none of us have anything to say about them. So I think just going through uh, chronolo- chronological release order and kind of just stopping when we feel like talking about these things is the best way to go about it, um, with ending with Dread, of course, because that is the most recent release. So to kick things off, uh, <laughs> Mike in the chat, I came here for Samus, not Hall. Well, it's a, it's, so secretly with the PTC Movie Club, all of Todd's picks for the most part have Jake Gyllenhaal in them. So it's like Todd's just all secretly right. making us watch the Jake Gyllenhaal universe. Look, um, you know, there are worse things. That's true. Uh, so the first game, Metroid, released in the Famicom uh, in August 6th, 1986, and a year later on the NES. Uh, and interestingly enough, when I was going through the release dates of all the games, it seems as though... Uh, Outside of the first Metroid, after that, every game released in the in the U.S. first, and then released mm-hmm. later everywhere else for the most part, which I thought was kind of weird. I wonder if they sell better here. I don't know. Um, actually, that's uh, that actually is a something worth mentioning. Uh, from what I know, like I have a friend who's a big Metroid fan. He says that like apparently in Japan, Metroid does not sell well. Yeah, no, yeah. it's much bigger in the West. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's notoriously a low selling. It's like one of the lowest selling Nintendo properties. Oh yeah. Um, but but yeah, I've heard that too. That it it is mostly a Western franchise. Like they they buy it over there, but not as much as we yeah. do here. I, I mean, I if think... you think about it, it's basically a running gun game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's de- it's definitely you know th- they made the zapper for the NES to appeal to Americans because gun. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. I guess. <laughs> um, Sad but true. Yeah. <laughs> So Metroid for the NES, uh, what, what's everyone's thoughts on on the first game? Is this where ever, I guess we can kind of go around the horn here and we'll start with Cam just looking at the cameras on my screen. Yeah. Like what, what's your first introduction to Metroid? Like what was the game that you first played in the series? My first introduction to Metroid was Metroid 2 Return of Samus uh, on the Game Boy because I remember, I, I don't remember anything about that game. But I know as a kid, I played a Metroid game and it was on the Game Boy. <laughs> and that's the only game that was on the Game Boy. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the just... Uh, that kind of deduction there but uh you know like i remember like having fun playing metroid like as a kid like i just don't remember anything about the actual game itself um and then recently i played through the entire series i'm still going through dread though but the rest of the games i've i finally sat down and played through them all uh the, 2D, the 2d games okay i was gonna say not, not you prime blew through games. the prime games too i didn't no, realize no. you did that um so uh matt storm aka dj storm again what uh what is your introduction to the series? It's weird for me, right? Because I think I am actually probably one of the older folks on the podcast besides maybe Finn. 
Um, so I played Metroid when it came out, and like that, I'm older than you. We've had this conversation, Brendan. Maybe I don't know. I'm 38. I'm, I'm older than you. We've had oh, this okay. conversation. I was surprised when I found out it was his birthday. And it was <laughs> I know. 38. I thought you Thank were like you. my age. <laughs> Let me tell you, Cam. I rode high on that absolutely awesome compliment the entire day so thank you good you can ride high on again because i thought i thought i was older than you so (laughs) there you go and we had this Um, conversation like last week (laughs) we did um but no my memory is (laughs) metroid uh i played when it came out but like that first area where you have to figure out how to get the morph ball and the skulls kind of follow you and shine the light on you with the ambient music terrified me so much and i am a damn coward that like i couldn't play the game like i played that little bit and i was like nope too scary i'm done um so technically metroid is my first experience but it wasn't until super metroid is the first like metroid game i really played played like i beat and completed um i've played since all of them except the the main prime trilogy uh but my my earliest experience loving the franchise was definitely super metroid okay all right uh finn how about yourself Uh the OG NES Metroid, it was my first Metroid. Um, I actually, I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit that if it wasn't for Nintendo Power and their <laughs> maps and stuff that they would put oh, yeah. there, I would have probably never beaten it because at that age, just the the labyrinth of a game that was with all the hidden secrets and stuff would have been beyond me. But I loved what I played. I ended up getting a Game Boy for Metroid 2. Uh, and I've been a huge fan of the franchise ever since. Uh, the genre is one of my favorite in the industry. Uh, Super Metroid, for the longest time, was the pinnacle of not only the franchise, but the genre. And I've, I've just been so happy to see, in recent years, all the love that people have been giving this series as they've either discovered it or rediscovered it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the original Metroid holds a very special place in my heart because I was part of those recess conversations when you first told someone Samus was a girl, and they're like, yep. "Nah, no way! Like, no, you gotta, you gotta beat the game really quick and get a bunch of items and stuff." And it, it, it felt like one of those fake things, but it yeah. was, it, that was a wild time back in the day. Mm-hmm. I love it, uh, Odell. How about yourself? All right, so for me, <coughs> excuse me. I played Super Metroid when it first came out, but I didn't. I didn't really know what was going on. It was one of those things like I'm. I'm too young. I'm just like I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. So I played Metroid Prime on the GameCube. And fun fact: I used to hate first-person games. Hated them. Just, just with the exception of GoldenEye, like they were just not for me. Played Metroid Prime. Was like, okay, I can. I can move in the first-person space because it is an amazing game. And I still had my Super Nintendo, so I went to, like, an old game shop, you know, before it was cool to do so, and found a copy of Super Metroid, and then played it through the Super Nintendo, and I was like, all right, all right, good series, I'm good, I'm good, I'm here to rock with it. Then, you know, I played, uh, I tried to play Metroid 1, but it was one of those things, like, it's like the original Zelda, it's, it's just not a fun time. Game, games were different back then. It's really you got to be a special that. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, I played every major release after that. And, you know, so I played uh, Zero Mission and I played Samus Returns. I also played Other M. I played all of the games. I love them. I love Samus. Hell She's yeah. my heart. She was my desktop background through all of college. Nice. Yeah. You know, I'm legit. Let's go. You know what? I also may have had Samus as my desktop background in college, too, at least for a large portion. I don't know if it was the entire time, but like, I still have like the art that I pulled off, like DeviantArt. It's like Samus. 
with like part of the suit coming off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's it was a good it was a good. We we part. we can share and compare notes later. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. So real quick for me, uh, I'm I'm a big Nintendo person. Like I've always I grew up on Nintendo. Like what? Nintendo's. Well, <laughs> Nintendo's my thing. Like I love Nintendo, yeah. but Metroid is one of those games that kind of like didn't fall through the cracks for me. But it was something that like I didn't have Metroid growing up, so I didn't have that game. And that's just you know you don't have expendable money when you're a kid. Um, right. So I p- may have played a Metroid game at some point in between this, but the first time that I really remember Metroid having an impact on me, besides her appearance in Smash Brothers sixty four, because that's the first game I probably would have played that I remember that had Samus in it is uh, Metroid Prime. It was like a big deal for me. That game was huge for me. I love my GameCube, and I think that came out like a year after launch or whatever. So Prime for me was like a humongous deal for me. I loved that game, and uh, that was kind of what made me a Metroid fan. Um, and then after that, once you got past that and got into like the Wii era when Virtual Console became a thing, then I started to be like, oh, cool, I can now buy Metroid. I can buy Super Metroid. I can go back on some of these older titles. Um, and like I am a 3DS ambassador, so I had like Fusion on my 3DS, which I don't think is available otherwise unless you had a 3DS when no one else bought one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so like I, I was able to revisit the series uh, later. But I will say uh, shamelessly that besides Metroid Prime 1 and 2, the only other Metroid game that I have finished is Dread. Um, I don't think I have ever finished any of the other games. Um, I've played all of them. I just don't think I've ever finished any of the other ones. They are not easy games. No, definitely not. And something I want to mention that's actually uh, relevant to some of the listeners, like for me, like I'm... I don't know if I'm the youngest one here. I don't know how old Adele is, um, but I know that thirty-one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I am, I am the youngest one here. Um, so for me, and just wanted to call us all old fucks. That's like, yeah, that's what it is. No, just wanted to drive that dagger a little further in. Yeah, exactly. Um, What I'm saying is uh, that like Sora is here. I can just let it all out. No, no, no. (laughs) I got um, my way. Literally, all of you, I I, except for Finn, uh, because you know Finn and I don't talk as much uh, as. Uh, which we should but um that like all y'all i thought were either my age or like maybe a little bit older so like knowing that i am the youngest by four years is crazy to me anyway um you all have aged beautifully um but what i was gonna say is that uh i think that a lot of people around my age range um that was like mid like a mid 90s to late 90s kid um actually what uh like discovered samus through smash bros yeah for sure um and you know i think that uh that's something to also mention is that just like um because i think that was like the first time i was kind because i think when i played metroid 2 i didn't realize that that was samus's game so like when i played 64 i saw samus was like oh who's this like you know like who's this person and then i i think i didn't even find out until like even later that samus was a girl just like oh shit that's cool (laughs) like you know um so i yeah i feel like that metroid not to the remotely to the same degree, but I feel like it's kind of in a similar boat to like Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem where yeah. like a lot oh, of Oh yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. Well also uh, didn't... it didn't help people that Metroid skipped the entire N64 generation. So Correct. people yeah. would recognize like play her as her in Smash and then have no new game to Nothing. bounce off of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Smash Smash definitely has has that for a lot of 
uh, games in, in Nintendo's history. I mean, you look at Captain Falcon's there, it, Ness is there. Like, there are characters that are, yeah. you know, a lot of people probably didn't know what games those were or how to play games that had those characters at that time. Uh, honestly, throughout Melee, too, I would argue that there were a lot of similar situations for a lot of people. Um, for the longest time, I didn't know Earthbound and Mother was the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would you, though? Like, Nintendo does such a poor job of pointing people towards those games. Like, yeah, that, that makes total sense to me. And that was, like, early internet, pre-internet, too. So it was oh, yeah, like, totally. if if this stuff wasn't printed in Nintendo Power, etc., like, how are you going to know, like, what, what anything is? Uh, yeah, cause sure. The, pe- the people in the schoolyard are definitely lying to you. Listen, I know <laughs> I can't get a Mew under the bus behind Bill's house if I use strength on it. It's just not going to happen. But did uh, you know you could unlock Sonic and Tails in Smash Bros. Melee? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I got to say it because we said schoolhouse too much. So I beat Mario 64, got 120 stars. You know, went to the roof, saw Yoshi was there. And kids were lying like, once you get all the stars, you meet Peach. Once you get all the stars, you can play as Bowser. Once you get all the stars, you do. I'm like, no, you just get Yoshi. He gives you 100 lives. And everyone's like, no, nah, this kid's lying. He don't know what the hell yeah. he's talking about. He don't about. know what he's That's talking about. That's how you unlock Luigi. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I was the only one who basically apparently ever did it. <laughs> Listen, my dad works at Nintendo, so let me tell you the truth. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, a lot of sure. kids' dads worked at Nintendo back then. Mm-hmm. So back to the mat. Now that we've established kind of where everyone's at with Metroid at at a whole, uh, Metroid One. Finn, since it's your first entry in the series, you may have the most to say about this game, if anything. Well, I mean, honestly, I would, but I feel like Zero Mission ca- covers the same base but better. Like yeah, Metroid, I would agree. It's like Odell said, it's 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 the original starting point, the origin of a major Nintendo franchise, but it's really rough to go back to. It yeah. for what it was at the time, groundbreaking. Going back to it now, rough. It's, yeah. same, it's like Metroid and Metroid 2. Why I why would I ever go back and play those when Samus Returns and uh Zero Mission exist? Yeah. So I, know, I loved it for, sure. for when I played it, but I mean, other than hey, it was really good back in the eighties. Not much else to say. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. I think in this case, like, if you want to go back to Metroid simply to experience what that game was for what it was then, absolutely go check it out. But, like, to your point, if you have access to Zero Mission, that's probably the better way to experience that game. Um, it, is a, it is absolutely. Yeah. I made both of the roughest entries. So, yeah. Yeah. I replayed, le- like Cam, leading up to. Dread, I replayed the series, but I didn't replay the whole series. I replayed the 2D series starting with Zero Mission. Then I did the Samus Returns remake, which I hadn't ever played before because I missed it because it came out. You know, I'm sure a lot of us did, right? Like it came out on the 3DS after the Switch existed. And most of us went, well, why? Why would I play an old game on an old console? Which was a stupid thing to do because it's great. And if you haven't played it, but like, so I skipped the original entries in the replay, even though I could probably play them because. Finn is right. Like, they are absolutely, toe-to-tip, the better versions. But that said, like, Metroid 1, the one thing I do want to say about it, it's got some of the tightest and best music in the history of Nintendo starting with this game. Like, that game did stuff with sounds that we would get in, like, third-party stuff, too, like Mega Man and some other places. But, like, for first-party Nintendo titles, this was doing stuff with the soundtrack and the ambiance that no one was doing at the time. Like I said, when I first played it, I was terrified of those opening levels because they have this deep blue with a dark background, like, tones, bits, and boops, but no real, like, music music until you get to, like, the first power-up and the first couple of stages. And, like, that, to me, was, like, something that no one 
did around that time. And I think it's still mm-hmm. worth experiencing now. But if you want to play the full game, I agree. Like, just go to zero mission. This one's great to experience, but I don't think it's worth playing the whole way through. Yeah, I agree. So that brings us to the next game that will probably have a similar story to tell, which is Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which, which released on the Game Boy. So going forward, because everything has multiple release dates, I'm just going to do whatever was first. So mm-hmm. it released on Game Boy in November 1991. And uh, yeah, I never played the original, aside from revisiting it after the fact on my 3DS or wherever it was available. It was available somewhere. I think it was on the 3DS. It was on either the DS or the 3DS, but yeah, yeah. where you could get Game Boy games. Yeah, Metroid 2 is interesting to me because it sets a pattern for Metroid that no other franchise has done with the, for the 2D games. No, uh, barring the remakes, there's never been two Metroid games on the same console. Nintendo was Metroid 1, Game Boy was Metroid 2, Super Nintendo was Metroid 3, GBA was Metroid 4, and now Dread is Metroid 5 is on the Switch. They've all been on different consoles, and I think that's... Fascinating, because think about every other franchise that Nintendo has. Mario has multiple games on the same console. Zelda has multiple games on the same console. I mean, just looking at the handheld, Zelda has had like four games on every console, you know. But no, but Metroid has only been, with the exception of like the remakes, like Zero Mission, being, both being a Game Boy Advance game with Fusion, but the numbered entries have always been on a different console. And typically numbered entries are all on the same console or jump from console to console Mm-hmm. In a in a weird in a in a more direct like home console order, but Metroid didn't do that. It was just whatever the hardware they wanted to design on for, and I think that's fascinating. And Metroid Two looks better than Metroid, and isn't like it's only a, f- a handful of years later, and the Game Boy isn't a super graphically intense system, and yet it looks great on that console, which is also astonishing to me that they did that kind of innovation from console to console too. It also mm-hmm. is one of the games that got the biggest boost to the Super Game Boy add-on i don't know if anyone remembers the super game boy yeah hell yeah 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 so that was that super uh, that got a huge boost from that but super Me- uh metroid 2 continued like a long trend of the second games in mario and nintendo big franchises completely kind of like mixing it up a bit because mm-hmm. metroid 2 with the whole like hunting aspect as opposed to the exploration aspect was very different because the game was gated until you had hunted X amount of uh, types of Metroids. And the Game Boy limitations meant the map wasn't as strong, which actually made Metroid 2 probably the hardest of the Metroid games to navigate, which was rough. Yeah, for sure. Does the remake still, is it still structured that way? No, uh, it's still structured that way, but the map is much better. So like the remake, the thing that the remake broke me for is that the bottom screen on the 3DS is the map at all times so you can literally look at the map at any time most metroid games for those who may not be familiar or aren't super super familiar you usually have to pause it or go to a different screen but met the remake it's just on the bottom screen the whole time and that like revolutionized the exploration and i've done more exploration in that game than any other metroid game because it's just so accessible in a way that the other games weren't so what you're saying is the wii u should have worked yes should have had a metroid game yes absolutely 100 percent. and i don't even own a wii u um interesting so i guess that unless uh camera odell has something else to add to that we can move on to super metroid oh so just about with metroid 2 so i played it at a hospital my mom used to work at a hospital and they had like a kid area and i remember like that was the only game they had for the game boy and they always had like four to five batteries but never six so my <laughs> first 
goal of the morning was to find a six battery, but I remember playing it and just being like, I don't know what I'm doing. But you're a kid, you know, that's every video game almost. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. And then I played Samus uh, Returns. I actually got it through this. It was a day one purchase for me. Yeah. And, you know, I it's a good game. It's fun. I will say this. This is one of the few games where I had to be like, you need a specific 3DS or 2DS. You need the XL. If you, do yes. try, if you try to play the game on a non-XL, yes, it, it's agree. damn near impossible. You're, it, it kills your hands. Yeah, so I, I so just a word of the wise, if you do not own a 2DS or 3DS XL, do not buy this game. <laughs> you will kill yourself trying to play it. Yeah, agreed. So this brings us to March of 1994. The Super Nintendo gets what day? many what, would argue. Oh, what day, 1994? So, so when, when I was pulling up these things, it didn't always have the day. I'm sure the day exists, but listen, there's a I lot going on. My birth on the day I was born. Oh, yeah, check it out. See if there, that, that data exists. There was a few that didn't have the actual day for some reason. 19th, March 19th. There so I'm 13 days older than Super Metroid. Wow. Or it, it could have said so March 19th, 1994, and I just meshed that in my brain and didn't type that. Um, it's quite possible. So some people would argue one of the greatest games of all time. I think many people would argue that. Uh, Cam, since you just recently played through this game for the first time, uh, what do you have to say about Super Metroid? Oh, man. This game is so fucking good. Like, yeah. I, so this, yeah, this is my first time playing it. Like, I've, all, you know, I've always, like, heard, like, you know, you see the IGN lists and, like, it would be, like, you know, you always see, like, Super Metroid in, like, the top ten. Um, and you see that on like many like top 100 game lists and like I'm like I got I really got to play this game like and it's just it really is just like I don't have any like issues with that game and in the sense of like like the worst part of that game is the Meridia section and it's not even like yes. a bad part of the game it's just the worst part of the game it's yep. a, you know what I mean like it's it's just like oh yeah this is this part is like the weakest part but this is still like a masterpiece game and I think that, like, um, there's so many things that Super Metroid does specifically that none of the other Metroids have done, um, you know, at least through my experience of playing through Zero Mission, that that might be, uh, that might have been a thing in Zero Mission, I just completely did not know, that, like, I, moving forward into, like, Fusion and, and, and Dread, from what, from the amount that I've played of Dread, um, as well as Samus Returns, it's just, like, it, there, I play those games and I think like, oh, why can't I do this? Like I could in Super Metroid, like uh, things like that. And I and I uh, like, why can't I wall jump the same wall? Why can't I do, uh, you know, why can't I do this, that, or the other? Um, and just like the sound design in that game is insane, insane. Mm -hmm. How good the audio and sound design for that game, the sense of the atmosphere in that game, like top five atmosphere like i don't even know like it's it's so good like, <laughs> it just you immediately just get this um really um kind of like on your toes aura of that entire game um where it kind of feels like not i don't want to go as, as uh straight as horror but like suspense thriller like i would say horror i think you're right um, i think i would say horror I think you yeah. you got something I there because I was able to play it, so it can't. Be <laughs> fair enough. There, fair there, enough. There, and there are some like Finn, I'm so with many, you on like, that one. Really fun secrets that that game has, like in the beginning, like where you fight Ridley that's carrying the Metroid. Like if you hit if you hit Ridley enough times, he'll drop it and then like have to like get come it back again for it and, yeah. and come back for it. It's like it, 
just like small little things like that that like when i fought um oh god i forgot the the boss's name but there's a boss that you fight and um it's like in the later half of the game and you know it like it, it, it grabbed me and there was like this thing that looked like what you use for the the grapple on the wall and i and i like you know flung it across the way and that is a secret way yeah. to kill that boss immediately and i yep. was just like yep. that is so cool like uh -huh. what the fuck <laughs> you become um, a conduit and electrify it to death yep yeah, yeah. exactly meridia boss yeah yeah uh, yeah it was great i was like because i because someone told me I was like, oh that's a secret because uh, uh, there was like a, someone that is a speedrunner for the game in ireland like he came into my chat when i was streaming it and he was like tell he told me like that was the secret way to kill that boss and i was just like really um because yeah. I, I was just like wait i won already i was kind of confused it was a super quick fight um so that part like you know it's just it just has so many like cool secrets and uh things that just make that game super super special i played it on the super nt which like makes that game look insanely gorgeous like i don't know if i've played a game with like better, better pixel art than super metroid um it's it's really gorgeous in that sense as well um it really is just a phenomenal game mm -hmm. yeah yep. yeah i would completely agree i feel like my only issue with Super Metroid is the control, only because I feel like Fusion and now Dread has improved on what that game already did really well. But going back to it, I played it, I think, last year at some point. Uh, when I first started streaming more regularly, I played all of it on stream. And like some of the later areas we have to do really tight platforming, I just, I just struggled. And that could be just my inability to play platformers back on the Super Nintendo. They were a little harder than stuff now, but I think I just, I hit my, I hit a wall with the controls a bit. But like to what Cam was saying earlier about the horror and suspense, the first time you fight the plant boss, all of the ghost ship, like that's early 2D horror elements on a level that like, it's creepy, it's unnerving. It's not super scary, but it's definitely meant to be unnerving. And I love that. And like Fusion builds on that, but even Dread builds on that. And like, I love that in a game that I, that I, and I'm not a horror game person, I'm a coward. Like I'm sensing a lot of folks are on this stream. Yep, and like, yep. but that said, like, I always liked Metroid's form of horror. And, and like, we'll talk more about this with Fusion, but like there's stuff that I remember so fondly that typically when it comes to horror games, I'd be like, no, fuck that shit. I can't, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, like there's a moment when you beat Krokemeyer and like he's, he's in the lava, he's dead. And then you like go down to wherever the next area is or like as you're leaving the area and he like flies out of the lava, but it's just his bones and then he collapsed. Like jumps, like that's a jump yeah. scare. Oh, yeah. And like it, the first time it got me. And like when I streamed it, it got me because like I hadn't played in so long. Like I love those kinds of things. And this, I feel like Super Metroid, I mean, we know Super Metroid was the formula for every Metroidvania that came after that. Like every other game was trying to capture that magic. And I think... They, a lot of them have, but I don't think any other game does it quite like Metroid does it. And I think it's because Metroid is just such a unique formula, characters, environments, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I do think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, please. I was just going to say, I do think one of the things that kind of makes... Sets Metroid apart from other Metroidvanias uh, is simply... And not to say that other games don't do this well as well. I just think that part of the thing that makes Metroid so good is the environment like the environment yeah. is as important 100%. to the game as the gameplay and the story and who samus is like all of that blends together so well and i think 
without those elements, it would still be a good, tight, fun platformer, but it wouldn't be as as good of a game as it is. Like I think they they do a such a good job of setting the tone for what these games are. Cause like like it seems like all of us don't really like horror games. I definitely don't. <laughs> but there are definitely like Metroid games sort of kind of give me that little bit of like aren't hair sticking up my neck. You know, the game is challenging, so that probably adds to that little, you know, stress about the game. Um, so, I, yeah, it kind of all blends together, but the environment, like the visuals and, and just the music itself, like I was listening oh, yeah. to a lot of Metro music oh, today, just like so across the, the franchise as I was getting ready for today. And like half the songs, I'm like, this, these are good songs, but like I, this is, I'm not relaxed. Like I'm stressed yeah. out <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. So I had to like skip through some songs. Uh, but Finn, you were going to say? Oh, I already forgot what I was going to say. Um, but I have just other Super Metroid is is an all time classic and it holds up so well. And so much of that has laid the groundwork for every game to follow in both the genre and its own series. And I think this in Super Metroid is really where the series started its its atmospheric storytelling, where so much could be foreshadowed and is told in the backgrounds or through the environments. And like everyone else has touched on this sense of tension, it can build up. Like when you get to the ghost ship and everything's powered off. Yeah. And you know, like you just know something's going to happen, but you don't know what. And the ghost ship is one of the greatest examples of Metroid just building an atmosphere because you know, in the back of your head, like it's too quiet. This is cannot stay like this. And you have no idea what's going to happen. And, I also like Super Metroid is where the story, the lore, the plot kind of starts. Like Metroid yeah. one and two had it in the play in like the instruction manual, but Super Metroid was the first one to start telling a story. And now that I finished Dread, and it, out of respect for Cam, we won't be going into that. But it's it's so cool to see the seeds of what will be uh, brought up later happen all in Super Metroid, and it's just, it's a game and. Also, shout out to just the Games Done Quick community because they have taken Super Metroid and turned it into an art form. And I yeah. absolutely love anything involving Super Metroid, partially because of the speedrunner community. They've yeah. just elevated the game so much. I love mm -hmm. it. Uh, I believe it's Super Metroid and not Metroid, but I believe, uh, I was reading this earlier, when you, like, you don't actually hear Samus's theme in the game until the end of the game mm -hmm. when you defeat the final boss i believe oh, yep i did forget one thing go ahead I just as someone that played the original metroid when you get to the area in the very beginning where you fought the mother brain in the first game and it's yeah. all like destroyed and decrepit and you're like yeah. oh i remember that <laughs> that was a legitimately cool like throwback and games didn't really weren't really doing throwbacks like that at the time so it was a mm, really yeah. cool feeling to see that yeah oh for sure um, um Oh, I I just also wanted to say Go another ahead. thing that's really cool about uh, Super Metroid is um well one obviously the sequence the sequence breaking which is like how a lot of the speedruns go and stuff like that but like also just which again you know with speedrunning like you don't need like all of the power ups to beat that game like yeah. I have a friend who's just like oh last time I played Super Metroid I completely forgot the plasma beam and then like or didn't find it and like I beat Kraid without uh the charge beam in yeah. Super Metroid. And they were just like, people were like, uh, how did you do that without the charge beam? How'd you not find the charge beam? I was like, I don't know. And then I like randomly came across it 
later in the game like you know and um you know and like uh the the speedrunner i was talking to uh, when i was playing through he said like oh you don't need to beat uh you don't need the grappling hook or the you know the yeah. grapple beam to beat super metroid and like uh things that like i've be, like that the game design makes you feel like you need these things to succeed so it's just like it's just so like the level design is just mm-hmm. unmatched. unmatched it's so good yeah because there, <clears throat> there's stuff that's obviously extraneous like the spring ball or the x-ray scope but then there's things like the grapple beam where a casual player it's kind of crazy to think you don't need that because yeah. for us yeah you did yeah <laughs> uh, it fun. it it is interesting too that you bring that up because it's like games in general, I would say arguably for the most part, like 90% of games, it's like, these are the things you need. And this is the, the linear path you go on and you have to unlock all these things. And that's like so early in gaming, kind of breaking that convention of, no, you can do things a little out of order maybe, or you can do this. Like, that's what I loved when, uh, you know, like something like the first Legend of Zelda did that, where you could kind of do certain things out of order if you wanted to. Um, I don't know. I don't think you could skip any items in that game, like major items. Um, but then like when they did a link to the, a link between worlds, um, they kind of went back to that formula of you can do the dungeons out of order. You know, you don't need to get this item to do this thing. Like I I like when they kind of break that convention and kind of let the player decide. And that's also, you know, sort of a, probably not on purpose, but like kind of an accessibility thing where it's like, yeah, the grapple hook is going to, the grapple is going to make things easier for you in certain ways. But like, if you want to challenge yourself and you know that you don't have to get it, you can choose to not pick that up, um, which is an interesting to see, especially in such a game that is so much older at this point. Yeah. And so, what? So personally, I don't think Super Metro is the best Metro game. Oh, I don't either. Don't worry. No, it's not. I don't either. <laughs> but, I don't think it is. But, but it's what, one of the greatest. Yeah, but what I find interesting about Super Metroid is, so you hear about great games, right? And you're like, oh, I need to go play them. But some of them you really can't play. And I'm, I will say this, I'm not trying to get in debate, but you cannot go back and play Final Fantasy VII and have the same experience that people had back then. You just can't. It's a the game's damn near unplayable to me. If you ask me, if you try to go back and play it now, the original. Not I remember the when you said this on KFGD. I remember this actually. Yeah, I was mad yeah. at you. I was like, no, that, I, I disagree with I, you. I respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> but I feel like Super Metro is one of those games that you hear about. You go back and play, and you can still compare it to games that come out today. Like you can still do a side by side comparison. And with the exception of like maybe the controls are the controls are stiff by today's fluid motion, which I agree with, but you can still be like, damn, this game does this better, doesn't do this as good. And I and I feel like few games could do that, that you can yeah. take its original form and compare it to a 2021 game, and it can yeah. still hold up. And yeah. Super Metroid does that flawlessly. It's yeah. like you're like, you had X amount of years to be better than this. And all you developers couldn't do it. Not 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 down in developers. Just like that's just how good it is. Yeah. That all these years, advances in technology, society, game development, taste, still are trying to do better than this. You know, mm-hmm. in different areas. Collectively, it might you know edge it out a little bit. But even then, it's like it just barely edged it out. You know, I can't think of any Metroidvania game that I'm just like, oh, that there isn't another Metroid that's like, oh yeah, y'all knocked it out of the park super metro i wish it could be this and that just blows my mind yeah i agree totally yep so 
I think this brings us to our next game, which I think for a lot of people is another, uh, you know, top tier game in the in not only the series, but just in the genre itself. But a, a thing I did want to point out is we got Super Metroid March of 1994. Metroid Fusion, the next entry in the series, was on the Game Boy Advance of November 17th, 2002. So you're talking about eight years, yeah. eight years between these two games. And yes, part of it is Metroid probably, you know, just historically doesn't sell that well. So that's probably a factor. But I think this is also the point of where you can kind of see maybe they don't know what Metroid is on a home console anymore now that we've moved into the 3D age because they didn't put a game on the N64. I'm assuming part of that is they didn't want to put a 2D game on the N64 because, you know, people were making 3D games at this point, um, which I think will, at the end of the show, come back full circle when we talk about Dread being on the Switch and that being both a home console and a portable console and, you know, Nintendo being able to kind of align all of its stars and be able to put games that would typically only be on their handhelds, you know, on look at games like Animal Crossing or, or whatnot, having these humongous fan bases now because they've united the platform um, under one thing. But that being said, Metro Fusion for the GBA, some people might argue the best in the series up against Super Metroid. Who wants to take Metro Fusion? I'll go first no. just because um up until a few weeks ago, this was my favorite Metroid game of all time. That may have changed considering something we'll get to later. But Metroid Fusion, the reason I I it I think it it's like the reason I have trouble going back to Super Metroid is because for me, Metroid Fusion is just a better Super Metroid. It's a 2D game, beautiful sprites. It's a different story, and the mapping structure is a little different, but for the most part, I feel like it just took everything Super Metroid did and did it better. That's not saying Super Metroid's bad, but just that's how I experienced this game. But also part of it was I was very obnoxious. Some might argue I'm still very obnoxious, but back oh, when boy. the GameCube came out, like I, sk <laughs> I skipped uh, Wind Waker because I was like, it looks like a cartoon. I don't want to play that, which was dumb, and I will at some point get to play that game, but I did the same thing with Prime. I was like, I don't want a 3D Prime game. I'm, I was with Odell back then. Like, I was, I'm not a big first-person shooter person. I am now. I, I found a love for those games, but at the time, I didn't, and I was like, my Metroid should be 2D, and then I found out that we were getting a 2D one the same day, day and date, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm excited for. Also, I'm a portable console gamer. I've always been. I play my Switch undocked 99% of the time. And so like, for me, the Game Boy Advance, I loved the Game Boy, but the Game Boy Advance was like the console for me. It was a Game Boy, but the sprite work was prettier. The screen was a little bigger. It sounded better. So like Metroid Fusion was everything I wanted for a Metroid game on a console I already deeply loved. And then on top of that, we were just talking about the like the aesthetic and how Metroid thrives with its environment building and i feel like Metroid fusion is that to like the nth degree between yes. the sax like all of the horror like legit horror scenes when you're hiding from sax you know when you're trying to become stronger and like avoiding these creatures and like the monster design like i still don't know what to call the trash monster you nightmare. fight like what is that thing right nightmare. like nightmare like this game is a legit horror game and i realized that when i replayed it this year like wow this game was a lot scarier than i remember it being but i just feel like for me personally fusion just took what super metroid perfected and perfected it more 
Um, I know people, some people don't love that you're, it's a lot of backtracking, but I actually like that the backtracking is guided. As someone who didn't always have a Nintendo Power, and this was in the early days of like using guides online, it it was a good entry to the series. If you'd never played a Metroid game, this game held your hand enough that you could play it, but also absolutely destroyed you with half the boss battles and you'd have to get good as it were. Um, and so like, I think that's why it's a standout in the series. I understand why folks do like Super Metroid better, but I just feel like it just took everything to the next level. Completely agree with that. So, you know, continue what you're saying. I personally think Fusion is the better game. Still not my favorite, but by far. And uh, so I always tell people, it's weird to think that one of the scariest games I ever played is a Game Boy game. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure we all, like, I remember thinking when, when the SAX first comes out, to you, oh, this is a sequence event, you know, something's yeah. gonna, and like, she killed me, and I'm like, oh, crap, I gotta run. Like, that realization <laughs> that this wasn't like a, you lose, and then, you know, the cutscene <laughs> plays. Like, I remember just cold sweats being like, oh, God, and then her having the plasma beam, I'm like, Hi, yeah. I'm in a mobile. You're still shooting me, dear God! Like, or the ice beam, <laughs> yeah. just yeah, yeah, just freezing yeah, you and you can't get away. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it's it's legit a scary game and things like that. But I feel like we're super. I mean, excuse me, super, Metroid Fusion shines the most if you play all the Metroid games collectively. This is a case study of who Samus is as a person, and I feel like people yes. don't talk about that aspect of Fusion enough. Because she's basically given a dire situation. They're like, we don't know what to do. And the chances of survival is like, damn, they're zero. And she's just like, I got this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, stand back. And, and, and she f- refuses to give up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the thing is, uh, if you don't know Samus' relationship with Adam, the man, not the computer. Yeah. Like, what, once you understand Samus' relationship with Adam and then her uh, the relationship with the computer... And the thing she does, and does, like, it's just like a great just character study of her as a person. To this day, I still think it's the best game to experience her personality because you get both the tender side of her, like the just like unsure, but still I'm resounding and in, in everything that I do. It's just you know, it's it's a beautiful game from a story standpoint, and you know, I will say the Prime series collectively has a better story, but as a single entry. Fusion does that. And then just the throwbacks, how the SAX can, you know, become, you know, her greatest nemesis and things like that. And just, uh, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like, I, I don't, when people talk bad about Fusion, I'm just like, I feel, I feel like personally, people talk bad about Fusion only when they haven't experienced the other Metro games to connect the, the greater world to Fusion. Cause I yeah. feel like if you, especially if you played the Prime series, like, Fusion shines just that much more. I love it. All right, time to talk bad of Fusion. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> no, so in general, I think all, like, Zero Mission, Super Metroid Fusion, uh, and uh, and uh, Samus Returns, Dread, all these games are great games. Uh, like, you know, I want to just blanket statement that. Um, but... Uh, a Fusion is trash. <laughs> no, Fusion, um, Fusion, Fusion did a lot of cool things uniquely in that game that i was just like this is really cool but i don't want this to be in a metro game ever again i want this to not exist i want like um you know it's like something like i respect them trying to do something different but i don't want this to be in future metroid games um and like there are things i like like i like how the recharge room is just like a thing it's just makes things easier i 
I hate the linearity. I, 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 I hate it. Um, I hate that I just like, oh, can't go this way that I wanted to, you know, when I know that this is a path I could go. Um, I didn't really, like, I get where you guys are coming from with the SAX stuff. It really just didn't hit me that way. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I got to run away from this, uh, you know, from uh, the SAX. But I, I just feel like it wasn't, um, I just, it, it was more just like hide and then, then like she goes away. And it, it didn't feel like, once that happened enough times, I was just like, okay, this isn't, this doesn't really feel like a threat to me now. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I know what I got to do. And then I'm going to move on. Uh, and, um, and I think that, um, I think the story stuff that you're saying, Odell, is perfectly valid. Um, that, like, the story stuff is it isn't the stuff I really um, dislike about Fusion. I, I, um, I disagree about the visuals. I think Super Metroid looks way better than Fusion, but I think Fusion looks still good. Um, I, I just think that uh, it really is, like, the linearity that really uh, ruins things for me and just kind of, like, the sense of adventure that that fusion is because you're it's all happening on the same research station and right uh things like that and i think that the the metroid moment that happens at the end of fusion but with the sax is like a much weaker moment and kind of feels random uh comparatively to the metroid moment like you know what happens at the end of uh, super metroid with uh with the metroid um and the final boss um again i think it's still a, a great game just it's not what I wanted in a Metroid game. Cam, did you play that for the first time this year? Yes, I rolled credits uh, two days ago. Okay, so I think that's part of it. If I had to guess, like, for me personally, yeah, why I connected right. connected to it so much is because I'd been waiting for a new Metroid game. I got this. And, like, the first time the SAX, it does that zoom in and you see the lifeless eyes and it looks at you. Like, I think all of the hype of the story was the buildup of waiting for this game and then getting it. I can totally see how someone who's played a bunch of Metroid games has played prime has experienced the other things Metroid has to offer to find this game less than that totally makes sense to me. And I will agree that I think super Metroid has aged better. Um, I think of the game boy advance game, zero mission is easily the better game because it's, it's just designed better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, my attachment to it is like, this was my Metroid game. It was the first one I played oh, for sure. new when it came out. And it's why later on, I might say something quite controversial that Dread is maybe my new favorite of all time because it's building on the story that I fell in love with, right? Which I also get why people wouldn't connect. So I what know, you're I, saying totally makes sense. I totally get that. I can compare that to Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance yeah. back when it came out. Like I, you know, I played that and a lot of people that's a very divisive game and but yeah. i love it and uh yeah so i totally get that <clears throat> fair fair arguments around then uh so i'm in between cam and and then odell and and matt uh i very much like fusion not as much as super uh and i think for me it was the linearity that kind of uh held it back a bit but i also greatly appreciate that it is the linearity because it was always done for like really tense atmospheric storytelling moments yeah. that it still resonated with Agreed. me. And by the end, it all reopens up anyway for you to go backtrack and explore and fix everything. But I, I, I had those moments where I was like, no, I just want to get back to this area because I know I needed this item to get this missile pack, but now I can't get back there. And that's frustrating to me. Uh, but Metroid, 
Fusion was the first game to go all in on like plot and lore for for the storyline and i really dug that and this was i talked about how super metroid started the background foreshadow and everything but metroid fusion perfected whether it's nightmare when you first go into like sector five or whatever and you see the shadow and then the screen rumbles and you're like what is that you know you're gonna have to fight that thing but you don't know what it is or when you see ridley's frozen corpse yeah. and you're like whoa Wait, what's good. up with that and and then there's just all these moments or like when you're exploring how the first part of the game looked like a recreation of the planet from metroid 2 they yeah. they recreated sr388 or whatever and so you're like you know there's more to it all and then the whole growing plot with the sax and then you regaining your powers and what's going what the truth of the station is and the the evolution of adam developing a personality as an ai and bonding with you and i just it was in getting the inner monologues of samus during the elevator rides i think also did a lot to build her up as a character uh i mean i really dug the introduction of the x parasite and how it, it's kind of like hey you thought you did a good thing eradicating the metroids but actually they were the only thing holding this worst threat back and it's the X parasites as a whole, I think were really well done and then expanded upon really well. Uh, I just really, I liked fusion a lot. Um, I just don't like it more than super Metroid, but I'm going to take another controversial stance and I've been thinking long and hard on this, but dread has surpassed them all to be yeah. my favorite. Metroid wow. game. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm there with you as well. Finn. And I'm going to constantly revisit it because recency oh, bias yeah. is a thing. Yes. But I've, I've been trying to look at it critically. And anyway, I know we're not there yet. But yeah, Metroid Fusion, good times. I'm, I'm in between the, the rest of you. I'm the middle ground. I'm, the, right. I'm, I'm the Goldilocks. It's just right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fusion is a game I need to revisit because, again, uh, a lot of the other older Metroid games I have never finished. So it is uh, something I definitely would like to go back to. Um, and kind of get a fresh, fresh take on what that game is for me. So that brings us to another Metroid game, which is very dear to me, that launched on the same day, uh, which yeah. is Metroid Prime, launched on the GameCube November 17th, 2002, which, again, at this point, I think Nintendo is, with a lot of their franchises, splitting what their games are. Metroid yeah. Fusion, a 2D game, this is a, this is a handheld game. Metro Prime is this first-person 3D console game, and these two things exist separately and not for the same player, um, which I think in current times they've realized, nope, you have the same player. They want both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Metro Prime for me, I'll kick this one off because I have a weird history with this game. I love this game, and my... Uh, my experience with first-person shooters, I didn't have a PC growing up. Like, I, I wasn't a game PC gamer growing up. Like, I didn't get a gaming, a PC capable of gaming until recently. Um, so, like, I never really played games that were only on the computer. So, my history with, like, first-person shooter games up until Metroid Prime was, uh, you know, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. You know, I played Torok, stuff like that. But, like, nothing that ever, like, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark are, are different games. And those are great multiplayer games that I have a big nostalgia and fondness for but like outside of that like first person shooter games weren't this thing that i seeked out or were like these glorious amazing you know showpieces for both visuals and good gameplay um and 
I I love Halo and Halo came out the year before, but I didn't actually get to play Halo until after. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think I played Halo until after Metroid Prime or probably in maybe the same year. But for me, Metroid Prime was like this game that growing up, the GameCube always got crapped on. Everyone hated the GameCube. All my friends in school hated the GameCube. Oh, the GameCube's kids games. You get Wind Waker, Cartoon Zelda. You get all these like it's a garbage system for garbage people kids blah blah blah. and then metro prime comes out and it's like this you know sci-fi a little bit grittier a little bit scarier just like big game and it was so damn good like i don't know if this game holds up because i haven't revisited it in a long time i hope it holds up but i have no idea i didn't play the trilogy when it got re-released on the wii um but i love and adore this game and when i played this game uh, you know, online games weren't really a thing for consoles back then. You know, there's there was some stuff, but not like really a thing. Not not like it is now, at least. And me and two of two of my friends, we were in eighth grade, and uh, we would play Metroid Prime together on a landline. Like we would be on a three way phone call, and we would play Metroid Prime mm-hmm. together. And it was just like Amazing. a weird experience that, like, if you tried to explain that to like a kid now, they'd be like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" But like, that's what it was like the equivalent of sitting in an Xbox party or a Discord call and like playing yeah. a single player game. Um, that you know that 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 kind of has resurged a little bit. Like, you know, one of the Discords that 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 we're in, a few people will play like single player games sometimes and stream it to the Discord, and uh, you know. That, that kind of hits on some similar notes for me is that, but Metroid Prime is a super special game and it will always be uh, dear to me, I think, a lot for that reason, um, but also because uh, Cam laughs one hour. God damn it, Cam. We're not too far off, but we I, do. No, mean... no, 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 no. Ben just type that out. I know, I know, I know, I know. I will say, you can, you can say that the GameCube was for kids and, and it had that persona for a while, but the second you looked up at the rain in Metroid Prime and saw the water droplets hit Samus's visor, it was something special. The Metroid yeah. Prime was and still is like because it's really hard to trans to translate a really tight 2D Metroidvania experience into a 3D realm. Mm-hmm. And Metroid Prime did it with a plum. Like, I'm gonna throw the big word out. Like it was <laughs> It was really cool. The visor doing the X-ray and like scanning things, and and Metroid, the Metroid Prime trilogy hit you with an amazing like lore dumps, and you could you didn't have to care about it to enjoy. It. You didn't have to read any of the the scan logs or anything, but if you did, the whole world was so richly made. Each one, each game, it, and you played so well. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you brought that up because like so many games like followed or whatever like games that have a lot of text in the game that you don't have to engage with like reading computers and like other things like i never i skip a lot of that stuff in games like i don't go up for that but for some reason in metroid prime i scanned every goddamn thing in that game it was so fun to me i don't know why because normally like i said i just don't do that stuff in games but i i think also the the hud in that game in those games is like one of the best huds in any game like it is just so good so much of that is just you felt like you were inside that helmet like always yeah. and it was just it was so well done and i uh, odell tell me if i'm wrong but how cool is it that they managed to even translate the space jump and screw attack in the 3d oh um, amazing amazing and I, and I you, know, you know jam so i'm gonna <laughs> pass it on to you all right so metroid prime is my definitive favorite metroid game ever 
and peop- and it saddens me that most people have never touched them truly because yeah. it's the definitive metric experience. And I always explain to people like this. Uh, a Link to the Past, great Zelda game, right? And then you have Ocarina of Time, considered the greatest game of all time. But then you realize, if you played them both, that Ocarina of Time is just a Link to the Past in 3D. It's literally just that game translated well. In th- and Metroid Prime is Super Metroid in 3D. That's all it really is. You know, any everything that you love about Metroid, you remember you were talking about the music. Just superb music in Prime. Atmospheric. Oh my God! You walk. I remember the first time I went to Pandora Drift, which is like this ice yes. part of the world. Yes, and it's it's so like chilling. It's just like, you know, the game does not hold your hand at all. Like at all, you can get literally you can spend two to three hours in the area and realize I was never supposed to be here. Yeah, like literally <laughs> not supposed to be here. Like. I've went like I play I've actually went back Brendan, and actually played the game. It 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 actually holds up extremely well. Oh, that's so good to know. Like you can explore areas so thoroughly that when you're supposed to be there, you've hit like 80% of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, dicking around essentially. And uh so Nintendo at the time, I don't know if anyone knew this, actually had a PR campaign to say this is not a first person shooter, but a first person adventure. Mm-hmm. And I I, I really that. think they hit the nail on the head with that term cuz that's what the game is. It's a first-person adventure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, y'all talked about the text. And, you know, the thing about that game is, it's like when you scan the logs and things and you set us a lore dump, you know, you learn so much about the Chozo as a people. And you learn so much about the Chozo connection to Samus. You know, they refer to her as, you know, the child. You know, it's and you learn that so much of what the Chozo were, they literally entrusted her, the child, with their legacy. There were so many things where, like, we knew you would find this eventually. Since, you know, as a, you know, no, not Chozo by blood, but by bond, that you were going to be always, you know, attracted to these places and discover these things. And, you know, Metroid Prime, you know, it takes place between, uh, uh, was it uh, Metroid 2 and Super Metroid, I believe? Is the correct chronology? You learn so much of Samus as a warrior living up to a legacy and you know how much trust they had in her and you know especially for you cam everything you loved about super metro and why you think it's great is just exacerbated in prime like just tenfold in in my opinion I mean, and just i, I, I yeah i i, I want to play the prime games i, I just, yeah like I, I know it's coming to switch so i'm just waiting i'm just waiting yeah i'm i'm with cam i'm with I'm cam like one. and and like prime is my greatest regret like is because i'm a metroid super fan and like it's hard to remember sometimes that I'm a Metroid super fan because like a lot of folks know me online for Champion and Mass Effect and Chrono Trigger and all these other franchises when Metroid was one of my first early loves, but it comes along so infrequently and it has just not, it's not as ubiquitous as some of these other franchises that mm-hmm. I even forget myself sometimes. And Prime was one of those times where like I loved Fusion so much and I was like, I don't want to play a 3D game. I hate three first person shooters. But now as like an adult, it's one of my greatest regrets because I've heard mixed feelings on two and three, but everyone unanimously unanimously says the first one is one of the best Metroid games ever. And it's just not a you know typical Nintendo problem. Like we all love Nintendo here, but the accessibility to their games from their past is so obnoxiously hard to have. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to emulate this game. Like I don't mind emulating games, but this and Wind Waker, I want to play on the Switch. And like the fact that we know more or less that this trilogy is done for Switch 
barring some minor complications, and they're just waiting for Prime 4 to be ready. And I'm excited for Prime 4 too, but like, I want time to play these games. Like, I hope that with the success of Dread, they'll go, well, let's release it early. Like, people are hankering for Metroid. Let's fill the gap between this and 4, which is probably nowhere near done with the trilogy, is what I'm hoping for. Because, like, the way Odell talks about this game and Finn, talk, and, Finn and Brendan all talk about this game, like, it's clear to me that I, I, I fucked up by skipping this game. And I really want to play it. But it's the, this is what makes me mad about Nintendo. Like, I, Fusion is my favorite game of all time. I had to emulate it to play it recently. Zero Mission, we're going to get to in a minute. One of my favorites also. Like, Nintendo doesn't make playing their old games easy, and I, it just drives me crazy because I would, I'll give them $5 every damn time or $10 or $20 for these games if they'd let me, but they don't, and it bums mm -hmm. me out, you know? Yeah. Because Prime is one of, like I said, one of my greatest gaming regrets. I want to play this game, but I want to play it right, the way it's meant to be played, and that's not really on a computer. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Finn and Brittany, y'all can let me know if I'm overselling this, but... One thing I feel like the Prime does better, specifically Metroid Prime, the series as a whole, is that, that the 2D games can never capture is scope. Like, you know, in um, Fusion, Dread, everything, you know these bosses are huge. They, you know they're bigger than you. But in Prime, when you're fighting something literally, yeah. like that's five stories tall, and you, and you, you have the sense in a 3D space, it, it, it's like, holy crap. It's like, yeah, it's how game. am I even going to begin to fight this thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing I to be like that. hopping up on walls and like riding a platform up to fight a big boss, but like to look around and see a big boss, it's like a completely different uh, perspective for sure. That kind of puts you into that like, oh, I'm taking on a big boy right now. Like this, <laughs> this is not not some small thing. Um, the 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 thing that I think is so sad about Metroid Prime is that if the game, like, I feel like the GameCube, like, if the GameCube was a more successful console. So many more people, I think, would have fell, fallen in love with Metroid then, and if they didn't already love it. And Metroid probably would have been a more successful series of games for Nintendo from that point forward, because we probably would have got, you know, a Metroid Prime game sooner, uh, you know, after 3 was, was done, um, and we probably wouldn't have got things, or maybe we still would have got things like Federation Force, um, but we would have probably got more Metroid games, because I think that could have really been the catalyst to to push the franchise forward. I do think that with Dread being as good as it is, we will now see Metroid kind of be reborn again as a hopefully, you know, tier two core franchise for Nintendo that they continue to make really great games for. Um, Prime 4 question, just has actually. greater expectations now. Yeah. You, I have a question. Uh, do you think... Uh, oh, no. What happened to Odell? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, pull him back in. Okay, cool. Um, but um, do you think that Nintendo's gonna acquire Mercury Steam? I think it's possible. Yes, yeah. I think, I think, I think, so. I think so. They've worked on two hugely successful Metroid games. Mm -hmm. One even more successful than the other, and like their third-party stuff. Like they did a Castlevania 2D game, and they've done a couple other things. But I really think this is going to be their future on yeah. some level. So yeah, I think it's I th I definitely think it's possible. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll just say. I just feel like yeah. we're at this point now where uh, Metroid, you know, even if they wanted to continue doing Metroid, like it would never be like in house in that, like you know, like no. from, from 
uh, Howl or anything like that. So I just think that um, I don't know. I just it just makes sense to me. So yeah. I, think, I, I don't think they'll acquire them, but it'll be more of like a Game Freak scenario where like yeah. the snow doesn't technically own Game Freak, but you know they're attached at the hip at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like Mercury's theme uh, becomes the 2D Metroid developer in retro, unless Metroid Prime 4 is bad, uh, be, you know, is solidifies the 3D. himself as the 3D Metroid yeah. developer um, yeah. kind of going forward. That because they because they acquired next level games and they just, you know, were just they did Luigi's Mansion 2 yeah. and 3 like and they acquired them like why it's wouldn't possible. they do Mercury's theme as well? Mm hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, but again, you know, it's Nintendo, and they just do what they want. Yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. <laughs> no yeah, matter if right. it makes sense we or not, we can't think. Yeah, we can't think what's going on in their heads because it, it's just it feels random. It defy it defies logic. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Uh, so that brings us to the next game to be released, which is Metroid Zero Mission, released February 9th, two thousand four. So I know we kind of touched on Metroid Zero Mission a few times throughout this so far. So if anyone has anything they want to add about Zero Mission, uh, now is the time. I mean, the thing I think I'll the Zero Suit Damage segment was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole Zero Suit segment is it was like it feels so core to what Metroid is now, but also like Zero Mission, like. Often when we talk about remakes, people are very much champion the originals as well. But I really firmly believe, and tell me if I'm out of line, there's no reason to play the classic Metroid other than to get the feel of the experience. If you, want the, if you want the story, you play Zero Mission because it is just a better game from toe to tip. It's like, oh, what if Super Metroid was the first Metroid game? Period. And it's just, I replayed it a few months ago in anticipation of Dread, and like, I really just re-fell in love with it. You're right. The Zero Suits Samus segment, like, is, it just, it through gameplay, tells you the kind of person Samus is. The defiance, the, the you know, the unstoppability, which is probably not a word, of Samus. That she doesn't stop, she doesn't give up. And that whole segment is just, makes that game complete in a way that it didn't feel before. It, it, it is the definitive way to play the original story of Metroid. And it was even better for people that had played the original because you thought that it was going to end when you beat Mother Brain. And then the yep. whole Zero Suit Suits Samus segment was such a surprise and such a delightful addition. And yeah. now it's kind of hard to think of Metroid as a franchise without including Zero Suit Samus. Like yeah. she just became iconic for if, if you want to blame it on being horny on main or not. But uh, <laughs> if people love Zero Suit Samus and she's just awesome in her own way. And I was so happy when she got added into Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's one of my Smash mains. I I was happy like the when we went to when we went from Brawl to Smash Four and the 3DS version forced us to lose Ice Climbers and it forced us to make Sheik a separate character and Zero Suit Samus a separate character. That's like the benefit of that specific era of Smash was Zero Suit becoming her own character because I am really I like the playstyle of Zero Suit. I'm not yeah. a big fan of playing as Samus, so like. Great job. Good job. Thank you, Nintendo <laughs> Hardware Limitation, for that one benefit. It also made Pokemon a separate character for one time, but that's that's a different story. Uh, Charizard. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, uh, Zero Mission is uh, was super dope. Uh, that was like my first like Metroid game in a real way, and uh, it was uh, it was just really really solid all around. Where I was just like, which made me super excited for Super Metroid because like I don't want to say like it it was just 
very good across the board. Like I like yeah. it wasn't like anything like holy shit, but it was just this is very good. Like still like in my opinion like a nine out of ten game if you had to put like a a number on it. Um, and so like when it came to Super Metroid, I was just like, man, I really can't wait to see what Super Metroid is now with how much I enjoyed Zero Mission. So like after Super Metroid, you know, like I mean obviously I'm still I'm early into Dread and like by what I've played of Dread so far, I think that it'll top zero mission for me by the time i'm done with it but like Mm -hmm. right now uh zero mission is definitely my favorite 2d metroid after uh, super metroid for sure cool that makes a lot of sense love it so that brings us to another dual year release for metroid games metroid prime 2 echoes which came out on the gamecube in november 15th 2004 so um when it comes to the two sequels to metroid prime does anyone have like significant things they want to talk about with these well i guess with echoes to start yeah um so with echoes i it's it's my least favorite of the trilogy my my ranking will be one three two i would agree with that but if exploration is your thing if that's the thing you love about metroid the fact that you have a light world and a dark world yes uh metroid does that that whole thing it it is a long as hell game that game is long too damn long in my book. But if you love exploring every nook and cranny of Metroid, that, that, is your, that is your jam. And I will say, as far as story goes, I think it probably has just definitively the best story in the Metroid games. I mean, that also has to do with the fact that it's long as hell. And like, like I'm talking about this is like a 40-hour game. No wow. joke. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, it's, my thing is, you think dread is hard, dear God? Echoes is like, it's stupid because you have to manage like, like Samus has like a light suit and a dark suit for reasons, and like there's like light and dark ammo, and you have to manage that whole thing. Like it's, it's a lot going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Still, still a great game. It's one of those like, still if I'm comparing this to another game, oh great, like that that does like these type of mechanics. But yeah, that's that's the game. If like. I like to usually go back and play like hard mode. That was one game I was like, uh-uh, I can't. It's too much. <laughs> but for those who love Metroid and want to challenge and want to play a game that feels never ending, Echoes <laughs> all the way. Yeah. Plus, Echoes gave us Dark Samus. Yeah. Yeah. True. Love another Echo fighter for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why uh, that's actually why they're called Echoes, because she came from Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Little known fact. Is that or is that a real fact? No, but I made oh. it. <laughs> sound but it so- sounds convincing. Though. That does sound yeah, amazing. That did, that, did, that did sound very convincing. Yeah, you saw uh, that. Damn, that was. You need to put that put that on a t shirt or something. And um, uh, I don't I don't know if anyone's played three. I can give my little rundown of Metro Prime I three. Three too. Yeah, let's go. Let's oh, okay. take out the 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 pri- Yeah, we can ha- knock out primes. Yeah. Um. So Metro Prime three. In case y'all don't know. Uh. You actually meet other bounty hunters. Like Samus has friends that are bounty hunters, and you meet them in Metroid Prime Three, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, they they're hired. They the the Galactic Federation is like, you know what, this Phazon thing, which is like the overarching right, yeah. nemesis, if you will, like is a galactic threat, and clearly we all should be like on on the same page here. Finally, right? Like maybe one person <laughs> shouldn't handle this. And uh, so you meet them and stuff, and it's re- it does really cool things story wise because you go to different planets in uh, Metro. You're not in one place, so that that is something that needs to return, like going to different planets, because that's how that works in like exploring and tools, next level stuff. 
if they can mm. do but, it in a way that cuts down on load times because it, it if you could instantaneously travel from plant to plant because yeah that was an awesome mechanic getting an ability on one planet and opening up a bunch of stuff on another planet yeah and um and another thing for characterization this does well because you get to learn Samus' uh, interpersonal relationships with other people in-game, not like someone that she knew or died. And so, spoiler alert, all the bounty hunters get affected with Phazon, which is a something you learn in Metro Prime 1, which turns things like super powerful and evil, quote-unquote, for lack of a better term. And uh, she literally has to kill her friends. And like some of the encounters is just like, dang, Samus is really that person. <laughs> like, she is the HBIC for real. Like some of them are like bittersweet, and some of them are like, because not not everybody likes her. So some of them are like, "Oh yeah, bro, bro, we 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 had this coming, but now that we have to do it." And then some of them are just like, "Damn, that's our homie." Like that's someone she would like, you know, take the suit off and like get a cup of coffee with. <laughs> so to see those aspects of her in Metro Prom Three is is like really good. Skip mm -hmm. two if you had to skip one, but one and three. Definitely must plays if you're a fan of the series. Yeah. So that was Metro Prime Free Corruption, which came out on the Wii in August 27, 2007. Uh, and I will say, I'm kind of surprised because I always expected one of the other bounty hunters to become a character in Smash. I just always Same. expected that. Um, which I guess Nintendo really thought they had a winner on their hands with the Prime series because the next few games all had Prime as part of their title. So Metro Prime Pinball was released on the DS October 24th, 2005, which, Finn, I think you may be the only one who has played it, so... Nope, I have to. Oh, so then you guys can carry this torch. So, so my great... <laughs> no, my greatest shame is that <laughs> the only Prime games I've played is Metroid Prime Pinball and Metroid Prime Hunters, both. Metroid Prime Pinball is a lot of fun. I, I'll say this, and I'm pretty sure Finn will agree. Nintendo's good at making pinball games. Pokemon oh, Pinball, Metroid yeah. Pinball, yeah. Mario Pokemon Pinball. Pinball, where yep. is it? Like all of them, all of the Nintendo main, where's our Zelda pinball, right? It's the only main <laughs> franchise that never got a pinball game. But like, I feel like they do good pinball games. And if you like pinball, you'd like Metroid Prime pinball. It's a fun pinball game, but there's not much beyond that. And like Prime Hunters was just a notoriously bad game. It was a PVP hmm. first person shooter on the, on the DS. DS. And it just, it was not good. I, and I, you know, but. I wanted I, to love Prime Hunters so bad. I really did too. I and wanted it was not good. No, no. no. It was but like, I, I, I think I'm not telling tale out of school, Finn. Like, I feel like it was just a solid pinball game. Yeah, it was a solid pinball game. It just it wrapped up in a Metroid skin. Like, yeah, pretty much so. it. Yeah. And Hunters Listen. was a really good experiment for the 3DS. <laughs> yeah. Having like and being able to connect and play with other people, like the multiplayer aspect. Yes. Fresh yeah. and new, but I, I don't think it 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 didn't live up to the Metroid yeah. because it didn't have anything that made Metroid Metroid. Yeah. I, I think it did a lot of stylist stuff too, if I remember correctly, yes. and it just didn't mm -hmm. work well. Yeah. Um, but I, I also... With new hardware, they, mm -hmm. they're like, we have this new mechanic, force it. Yeah, let's go with it. Um, I, I think it was one of the few DS games that had online play, mm -hmm. which I think was the other kind of like thing with that was let's try to push this and see what we can do with this platform in that way. Um, and we know that, that Nintendo's online is notoriously fantastic on every platform. Exactly. So exactly. that worked really well. Nintendo's best use of online ever and still to this day is is and only is the Miiverse. And goddammit, yes. bring the Miiverse back. 
Um, street Pass. Street Pass was brilliant. I want. Street oh my pass god! Back. I love Give me Street pass. pass. Give me Street Pass on the Switch. What the the only reason I'm happy that the Street Pass is not on the Switch because I love Street Pass. Like Street Pass was my jam. Like the, the only reason I'm happy it's not on the Switch is because this means I don't bring my Switch to places I don't need to bring my Switch. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I always had my 3DS with Same. me. Like even if I wasn't even assuming there'd be a window of time for me to open it and play it. I yep. always brought my 3DS with me simply because I'm like, hopefully I get a street pass. And like, I would always be happy when I'd be like, I went to the mall and I got a street pass. Like, this is like, I'm happy that someone else is as fucking cool as me <laughs> walking around the mall with their 3DS. Um, but like, I would like leave my 3DS in my car when I went to work, like hoping that someone else in the parking lot would have fucking street pass going. So yes, I'm happy street pass isn't on the switch. Cause I don't want to be like, driving around aimlessly with my switch for no reason and, and have something bad happen um but yeah so metroid prime hunters came out on the ds march 20th 2006 and let me tell you it was definitely a thing uh, good game. free free idea for nintendo you want all of our money and probably many more just get a little bundle of legacy nintendo pinball games Yes. Roll it for sixty bucks on the Switch. Put it in an off month when, yeah, when you don't have a heartbeat. That's a perfect filler month when you're like, we got a Nintendo IP, we got a new Nintendo game every month for for 2022. Nintendo Pinball Collection. We'll all buy it. You got you got six five copies sold right here. Easy. Yeah. Six. (laughs) Fuck it. Six. I'll buy two. I'll keep one wrapped. (laughs) Um. So then we don't really need to talk about it, but the Metroid Prime Trilogy released on the Wii in 2009 for giving fans uh, a chance to revisit that. Did it add motion controls to the first two games? Yes. It did? Yes. So, and, I've, and I've heard it was a great way to play it, too. It is. Yeah. It, yeah it, one it, of the few times the Wiimote works phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, the, for, for the hate that the Wii gets, certain games use the controller very well, and I think yeah. that Metroid is definitely one of them. Um, that brings us to the last currently released Prime game, which is Metroid Prime Federation Force in August 19th for the 3DS 2016. You're skipping one on the way. Oh, I, I mean, I know, I know, I, I, know. I am. Let's just I'm sorry. knock Federation Force out of the way, though. Yeah, yeah it was bad. I mean, there's nothing to say game. about Federation Force. Is, is Sam is even in the game? Good. No. Yeah. No. You play yeah. as nameless bounty hunters of different colors. When yeah. they, when they, the the only thing that I want to bring up with Federation Force, and then we'll get back to other M, um, is that removing the trilogy. Uh, I guess other M. So from 2010 to 2016, we're going six years with no Metroid game, and then Federation Force is the return to Metroid games, and like that's just not it. Like no, it's just not. Everyone it. was so disappointed when they announced that. I remember that E3. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like, oh, "New Metroid, it's oh. a bounty hunter game." Yeah, why? And, and it's, it's only... basically like soccer in a weird way. Yeah, like it could have maybe worked as a game within another game, but like not as its own thing. It's just no. and and you besmirch the Metroid Prime name with that yeah. too. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Anyways, it was, it was in the dark era. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then we get Other M, which is definitely a very divisive game, which released on the Wii August thirty first, two thousand ten. Uh, developed by Team Ninja, I believe. Yeah, Team Ninja. Um, so this is definitely a very different take on the franchise. And I know at the least Odell, I believe, is a big fan of this game. So, all right. So other M, story-wise, one out of ten. Zero. <laughs> if, if a yeah. zero is a viable score, zero out of ten. One, ignoring, 
within its own game, the story does not make sense. It introduces characters. There's a mysterious killer, and they just kind of leave that story plot alone. Like, like I don't know, whatever. To destroy Samus's character from A to Z. Yeah. Like, someone was like, I've never played a Metroid game. Hmm, stoic woman in space, traumatic past. This is probably what she's like. Yeah. Bad. Just just bad. <laughs> Not going to dwell on it. Gameplay-wise, though, yeah, very interesting. And before anyone be like, no, no, Other M is not redeemable. How come we saw things introduced in the Other M and Metroid Dread? Because they were yep. good. Yep. They yep. were good. I Longest time, I told people, ignore the story, play Other M. Boss battles are really cool. I hope they do 2.5D, which that was the term at the time, if y'all remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope they do 2.5D boss battles in the future, because that was a really good idea. And we saw them return in Dread. Yeah. Look, and, I'm and, and, no, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, and just um, I I just really think it's a it's one of those games where it's like it's a different play style, you know, like kind of like Mario Odyssey, but still feels very Metroid. Like mm-hmm. it's not that I clamored for that style again, but I thought it was fun. It was just like you know we got to see two D, we got to see three D, now we get to see this weird in between, and it kind of worked. It really did, and it's one of the few Metroid games where you don't lose your powers, and the <laughs> reason you don't use your powers makes perfect sense. Because yeah. you're in an unknown environment, so using things like the plasma being super missiles, like, you know, you might destroy the station. It might set things off you don't want to. And it gets to a point where Samus is, you know, fighting the enemy, and she's literally like, yeah, know what? Screw protocol. I'm just about to do the damn thing. And it's like a, an amazing, like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, we're throwing protocol out the window? All power's available now? Let's go. So, yeah. so Sam's story... I think it's pretty fun and worth the visit. I mean, I, I, I would agree with you. Uh, Metroid Other M, I think, uh, story notwithstanding, um, brought a lot of cool stuff to the table. It looked slick. It played well. I love the 2.5 perspective. The boss battles were super well done. And the, it's never going to be the king or the queen of the crop, but it's it's story holds it back and and unfortunately story is a big part of the game so you have to like look at it you can't look at it in a vacuum but when you play the game it plays really well and i liked what i played yeah i think my own i think my biggest issue with other m is just you take one of the strongest characters in nintendo's history and one of the strongest female characters probably in gaming besides maybe laura croft and you make her subservient you make her you know weak you make her just not who she is and like that was my that's why i couldn't get through it i agree i thought the little the gameplay that i did get through was fun but because for me this franchise has always been about its story and about the protagonist i i couldn't play it it just it was too hard for me to play because you you're right odell it was made by people who didn't know this character and didn't want to learn it was a sec it felt sexist oh she's a woman she must be weak because of her trauma. She's a woman. She has to like bow to this man. Also, it massively mistreats her relationship with Adam, which is very different. Like, I just, that stuff, I think, if I get another M without the story at all, just the gameplay, I'd probably play it. But you unfortunately can't. It's hard to separate it if you're really attached to the narrative of the Metroid games. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I completely agree with you. Um, so the moment where I literally, out of pure anger, didn't want to play the game no more, uh, whenever you you fight Ridley, you know, someone apparently knew Metroid enough to know that Ridley killed her parents. 
and yeah. she literally breaks down like crying like her suit starts to phase off which doesn't make sense but let's go with it her suit can phase <laughs> off she's like ridley no oh my god i'm like you've canonically at this point in the in the story have fought this motherfucker like four to five times excuse yeah, my language right? like, come on. so so but now the sixth time now you're about to break down what, what? yeah like it literally pissed like if Twitter was a thing or a bigger thing back then, I think I would have spent a week just on Twitter being like, you're team ninja. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me, but <laughs> one out of 10 tweets. <laughs> yeah. So that, that moment, like I, I feel you in the story. Cause like her literally breaking down, shaking, damn near crying and fetal position in front of Ridley was, was too much for me to bear. Like I had to literally just be like, it's not canonical. Just, just, just let it, just let it happen. <laughs> just, just let it happen. We'll, we'll get through this together. I I have never played. I've played very little of Other M, and now I feel like I have to because I feel like I need to experience this like other universe Samus who's not this fucking badass. Because like in Dread, you know, you see, Metroid is who she is. Not Metroid, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Her name is, is Samus. Who she is yeah, Samus is who she is, and like. We'll get the dredge in, in just a second. But yeah, I, I need to now experience at least for the gameplay, but also to kind of like laugh at how comically bad the story is. She she has this weird like mother abandonment with the with the baby Metroid from Super Metroid that's like like there's damn near a scene where like I swear to God, she's like thinking about how is her baby and how she can get the breastfeed it. Like it's a it's a weird analogy thing going on there, bro. I didn't know what it it's it's Jeez. odd. <laughs> Um, I think that's, does that sum up other M for us? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so that brings us to the final game before Dread, which is Metroid Samus Returns, which released on the 3DS September 15, 2017. Uh, and I think we can all look very questionably at this as why was this game on the 3DS and not just on the Switch? But I also think maybe for the better, like maybe it's better that Dread is the, like, return to the series on the switch and not samus returns um even though man i know you had good things to say about this game i mean i would say that you're right i think well first of all it was so far in development that i think flipping it to the switch would have just make no sense yeah and like especially considering the map was so primed for no pun intended for that setup but also you could switch weapons using the touch screen i think Mm -hmm. like all of that just worked it was clunky a little the switching weapons but like the map always being on your bottom screen was like a flawless thing that makes this game especially a game where like finn was saying earlier in the original which you still do in this you have to hunt the metroids and seek and not sequence break but you're like going back to places you're looping around you're repeating areas just having the map accessible the whole time makes perfect sense for this remake. Um, again, like Zero Mission, this is the definitive way to play Metroid 2. There's no reason to play the Game Boy game if you... It, th- this is just a better version of it. But yeah. also now having played Dread, this is absolutely a demo for Dread. Like so much of the maneuverability is like, I would still say dread has the tightest controls of any Metroid game ever, but this one, like you, the blueprints here. And then on top of that, like I would say that this game is still worth revisiting. If you have your three DS and you know where your charger is and you're not like me and had to rush ship one on Amazon. Cause you couldn't find yours. Uh, you should still play this game. Even if you've played dread already, still go back and play this game. It is absolutely 100% worth it. And 
also, like I've seen this be divisive, but let's settle this right here. The counter is a great addition to Samus's arsenal. Being able to interact with enemies that way, like the people who don't like it, I think just don't want to take extra steps. And like Dread has some middle ground where you don't have to counter everything, whereas it was a new mechanic here, and so you had to counter most enemies. But like the badassery and cin cinematography of the boss battles in this game, because you could counter and then still pump them full of missiles while you're flipping on their back and jumping around. And then even for the regular enemies, how cinematic it was to like knock them back and then just one shot and they were dead. Like this made Samus feel like the badass we always knew she was. Wait, um, that exists in Samus Returns? Yes. It, oh, it, it debuted. Okay. The counter okay. debuted right. in Samus Returns. But even uh, the way it's like the cinematography of it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like buttons. that's what yeah. like when we get to dread in just a second, like this is what took dread from being like a game for me that was like would have been a good game no matter what to being this like oh fuck like yeah. samus does not give a fuck um yeah that started okay, in cool. in samus returns what and it's the bigger boss yes the the, the 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 final execution was the coolest display of just ambient storytelling like we don't have to tell you samus is a badass we're gonna show you right now yeah. it was so well done and then they just amped it up in dread and i loved it yeah yeah, it, it's just also the music's great. The environments are great. It added the teleport stations and the charging station. It just took this game that was brilliant for the Game Boy and made it completely accessible for new players. I think that like Zero, Samus Returns is a great starting point, a great entry point, because it's just a tight game that's really well made. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else have anything to add to Samus Returns before we get to Dread? So the only oh. downside to Samus Return, I think we talked about this actually before the show starts, is uh, depending on where you play it, it's on threes, but you really need to excel on it because yeah. the controls, I won't say are cumbersome, but they're, they're doing the best with the hardware it's on. Yeah. And so I tried to play this on a original model, non-XL version of 3DS, and it's damn near unplayable. Yeah, you need, it was designed for the XL, like a lot of the later games were. Um, and my hand's still cramped up. A bunch just because i have giant man hands uh not that women and non-binary folk can't have giant hands i just i'm a man and i have giant hands so i have giant man hands um uh but like i played so when i heard so when i heard about dread i lost my mind i got super excited and then i immediately unburied my ds and bought three uh ds xl 3ds xl and bought this game and then i spent two weeks playing nothing but this game taking my time with it like the hardware, like Odell's right. Like if you're on the old, old 3DS, it would be a challenge. But if you have the new 2DS or the new 3DS, buy this game today. I'm telling you, if you like Dread, it is absolutely worth your time in every respect. Uh, I mean, you're selling me. I might buy yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I talked to you about playing Sims 3. Oh, I'm not going back to my 3DS anyway. But, uh... <laughs> I know. I mean, but so here's, here's the thing to that point, Cam, is that I was going to ask all of you at the end of this is like i loved dread like i i have some some complaint i mean not, not, nothing is perfect but i have some things about it but overall like i loved that game to the point yeah. where it's like do i go play super metroid or fusion or samus returns like what is the next like if i am a lapsed metroid player and i want to go play another metroid game like what is the next step after dread i mean it's it's one of those things where like because this game was made by Steam Mercury, like the 
or Mercury Steam, like it's gonna, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna feel terms, like it's gonna, dread. It's gonna look like the most, it's gonna be the most familiar in the yeah. sense yeah. of like the HUD, the the like you know like what things look like, the map, like you know, um, things like that. Um, so based off of that, you know, it would be Samus Returns, but I think that um, out of like you know Zero Mission, Super Metroid Fusion, Samus Returns, I think Samus Returns is the weakest, like by far like i still think i would agree game i would agree I think by far it's the weakest mm-hmm. um and the reason why i feel that way is like and this is you know this is a remake of two so i'm sure like a lot of this is because this is just how metroid 2 was designed like your weapons don't stack like when you get upgrades nope. like they don't stack you, you have to change your your normal mm-hmm. gun to the ice gun and like that is really annoying like i really hate especially because like all the bosses are mutated metroids and you have to use the ice beam specifically to do damage yeah. to them and it's like and you know that when it comes to the bosses like there are very few bosses that aren't just a mutated metroid and yep. it's like basically the same old song and, and they dance repeat a um, lot. yeah they, re- they do yeah, repeat repeats a, lot. a lot yep um you know but so it's just one of those things where for me um there were points to sam's returns right felt like things were start- starting to get feel kind of like a chore i was just like eh, mm-hmm. you know like i i, I just kind of want this game to be over with like it's a good game but it like it, it outstays its welcome especially because it's like much longer than all the previous metro games before it like samus mm-hmm. returns i think it took me i think it took me like 12 hours but like on average it's like 10 hours yeah um and so like you know when all the other metro games i've played uh before outside of dread like has been no more than like four and a half hours yeah so just like getting like a weaker experience with over double the play time was just you know it uh it was just a little bit um lethargic for me um but again still a good game uh you know if you uh in my opinion in general i think you should just like go down the line like yeah play super metro play zero mission play super metroid play fusion and then um you know if you want to play Samus Returns, you know, I don't think um, that's a bad idea, but just like kind of know what you're getting into. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause I can already tell just like from what I have played of Dread, it's while I still like see some things specifically from Fusion that I'm just like, I wish you weren't here. Um, it definitely feels like a much better experience uh, than Samus Returns. I will, I will say that going from Samus Returns to Dread was great. Going backwards might be harder, but I will say that, and I don't know if everyone here has beaten it, but without spoilers, the Ridley fight in Samus Returns is one of the best Ridley fights ever designed. 100%. And if you like it is. It's great. and if you like the complexity of the Dread fights, you would love that Ridley fight. Yeah. Okay. I, it's very good. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess you know, it's funny because I feel like the only metroid games are if you had to skip it would be the two like metroid prime 2 and samus return which is metroid 2 yeah. those are those are mean that my mind the lexicon the only games yeah. that you can reasonably skip and still be fine totally. because and and echoes to the only thing you really need to know is dark samus is evil she's spreading corruption that's that's the only thing you truly need to know and then Samus 2, story-wise, there's not really anything you need to know. Then this is when she killed all the Metroids, minus one. Yep. You know? Like, so I think, I think Returns is worth it if you really love Super, only because some of the coolest stuff that are at the start of Super are because of 2. 
and like if you want that narrative thread but i i agree with cam wholeheartedly i think you start with zero mission and then you run through them in order i think in, even inserting this remake of super metroid in the chrono 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 chronology there it is i got there logical order yeah of the metroid games because the numbered metroid games you'll enjoy them i think none of these games are not worth playing i think yeah and and starting with zero mission is a strong start because it's one of the better ones of these games fair enough so start with zero mission and skip the terrible twos the two terrible I, I, two games i would say that the uh the plot dropped in samus returns is necessary for fully enjoying the plot and lore implications and the surprises of dread yeah okay not okay having, yeah Excellent. not having played samus returns and I'm, I'm being super vague and i'm not going any further because cam is still yep. very early in dread. yeah yeah oh that's uh, true yeah but a lot of dreads like moments are enhanced and only really makes sense if you've seen the the knowledge that samus returns drops yeah i would agree with that okay i think i think playing them in order zero zero mission remake of returns because that's the longest one that's as long as dread is more or less yeah those five samus returns super fusion dread yeah i mean the the and, and I would say, reason. and I would say, just like through my personal experience, because I play, you know, because I streamed all these, but I couldn't yeah. didn't stream Samus Returns. I don't think you're really gonna get. Uh, there's gonna be a loss to the story if you just kind of like play Zero Mission and Super Metroid Infusion, and then just kind of take your time with Samus Returns on the yeah. back end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because it's just a longer game as well. Yeah. That mm-hmm. um, I think that maybe that would be also a good idea. Yeah, and that makes sense. For the listeners out there, I'll also throw my two cents of, again, being a very admittedly lapsed Metroid player, having played most of the games but not finishing really any of the games, only finishing Prime and now finishing Dread. Dread was still an, an amazing experience, and the story was still yeah. resonated with me in deep ways not having played all those other games. So if you are like me and just want to play the newest Metroid because you want to give Metroid a shot, absolutely give Metroid a shot. You um, know, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, it's funny because uh, a lot of people, you know, who are new to the series, they they talk about how hard Dread is, and I'm like, I think it's funny because as a seasoned quote unquote Metroid player, and I, like, actually, I did not think Dread was that hard. Well, I think I think the difference with Dread, and I, I guess we're at the point where we're going to talk about Dread a bit, is uh, like I'm notoriously bad at hard games. Like I don't play the Dark Souls series. I hate them. You know, I, I respect what they do, but they're not for me. I didn't, I never felt like the boss battles in Dread were so hard that I didn't learn something every fight. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's great about Dread's game design, and, I don't, and I've said this on several podcasts, I don't even know how to mechanically explain this game design, but every time I died, I learned something. And whether I died 10 times, four times, three times, or no times, I, I learned those fights. The patterns are understandable. You can grok them in a way that you'll just keep learning if you're paying attention and i love that kind of game design and that's what i think super metroid uh or super metroid's always done well fusion like all of the good 2d metroid games have done that kind of game design and where i feel like you know the dark souls games it's a little more random i'm sure that if i spent that kind of time with those games i could probably do the same but there's something about the inherent education of the metroid games and how they teach you to play them both 
obviously and less obviously. And I think Dread is just the pinnacle of that. And then also Dread is just the best Samus has ever controlled, ever. Um, oh yeah, 100%. Like Super Metroid is good. Are we on Dread now? I didn't know we had officially moved on. Let's do it. Metroid Dread released yeah, October yeah, 8th for the Switch of this year, 2021. We are at the most recent Metroid. I just want to say, I just want to say this is the best Samus has ever controlled. And like, all I want now is Mercury Steam to remake, do a really true to self remake of Super Metroid. Because if I could have the counter in Super Metroid, it would be a perfect game, I feel like, you know? But that said, like, Dread is just everything I wanted all this time. And the fact that it's a direct sequel to my favorite Metroid game of all time made Metroid Jet Dread now, and Finn said this earlier, I think Metroid Dread is my favorite game of all time in the Metroid series because it just, it's more of what I wanted. And I think it's, and it's gorgeous. And how it seamlessly transitions from two, 2D to 3D and back and those cinematic like fights and the counters, like, I just, I love this game and I have, I do have complaints, but like all in all, I think it, it has become my fe- favorite Metroid game. From, from what it sounds like, it's, it, it sounds like it's kind of like a, a love child primarily with like, I feel like fusion is like the main thing when it comes to, let, let me, let me, let me, I think it's easier to explain it this way. Um, like there, there's a love, it's like a love child with like fusion uh, primarily Super Metroid when it uh, when it comes uh, Samus Returns when it comes to like the map and kind of just like mm-hmm. the general you know Mercury Steam that's what you're gonna expect from that game um, Super Metroid in the sense of like the atmosphere and things like kind of like the suspense elements and then almost everything else is like fusion where it's yeah. like it, um, and I think that it's one of those things as someone who hasn't finished the game yet. I'm kind of curious as ha- to how I'm going to feel by the end of the game because as of right now, like I, I, it it has started strong for me, but again, there have been these things from Fusion, um, like the the not complete linearity that Fusion has, but I feel like that there. I also, but I also feel like there's this area that I pass and now I can't go back the way I came because an Emmy like destroyed it or like there was something that was like scripted that like made it so I can't go back there like the same way. So now I have to find another way to go through. And it's just like, I'm not a big fan of that, but like the, you know, the gameplay is great. Um, the bosses are really fun. Like I, I really don't. Yeah. I, I personally also who enjoys playing hard games. I, I love a good challenge. Um, How far really, are you in it, Cam? I just got to the second area. Okay, okay, so I I can safely tell you that the fa- the linearity stuff that you don't like from Fusion, that you will be surprised how it opens up. It's going to open up. So okay. I think you're early enough on that I think you're going to come around to love it because it's definitely not as linear as Fusion is. Even, even though it does, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm even a, though I, it does, it does seem that way early on though. And I totally get your complaint, but I yeah. think. Once you get a few more hours in, you're going to come back around. There's only two instances I can think of where you are purposely blocked from backtracking if you want to go back and explore more. Yeah. And it opens I don't know, like, up. I'm in the, like, I was in the first area. Like, I don't want to go too long on this, but I was in the first area, and there was, uh, there, like, there's a point right now where there's, like, a bunch of open map that, like, I know I c- could explore, but, like, the there are areas that, like, I have gone past already that the game will not let me go. Like, I don't okay. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and, and so, yeah. Um, but I think that, um, 
again, like I, 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 I'm really liking it so far. Um, you know, I, I think that at the very least, by the time I'm done with it, it'll be like probably my favorite after Super Metroid. That's where I'm feeling right now. Like mm-hmm. the gameplay feels great. I actually really like the Emmy stuff a lot. Um, you know, it might get a little bit repetitive on where you're just like, oh, you gotta beat the boss and then get the mega cannon and then you gotta kill. You know, that might that's not that's different it, down the line. It, it, it's gonna change up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I literally don't want to tell you how. Because I know. I don't want to no, ruin no, it for no, you. No, but no, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 don't tell me. But I'm just. I, this is coming from someone who is ignorant and has only played a certain a part of the uh, a certain portion of the game. Yeah. I'm just giving my current thoughts. Sure. Right now. Um, but um, again, like I, I think that there's there's a lot to uh, love about that game. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing uh, the rest of it. Hopefully uh throughout this coming week so the thing i find interesting about dread is it literally takes the best parts of multiple series yes yeah and yeah. And, and, yeah. and it combines them in a way that doesn't that, that feels natural it's not it's not like oh this works so just have that this works so just have that it's like all these things worked you know, yeah. and clearly, you know, you can see the inspiration from Fusion because you know it's the direct sequel more or less from Fusion. Right. But you can see all these things that people love from Super Metroid, clearly, you know, from uh, Samus Returns, you know, even Super Metroid. And then from from lore-wise, things I know from Prime 3, like, I can see and cool. uh, Dread, and it's just like, I guess I just really appreciate that this game not only was made uh, mechanically great, but lore and Metro Universe great from what the whole series as a whole. And I think that's Dread's greatest strength that the more you know about Metroid, the more Metro games you've experienced, the more this game is elevated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and a, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, oh, you have to go play everything. I mean, yeah, make it better, but it's just, it's, it's great because I feel like, again, I guess it's the Nintendo charm to balance something with newcomers and long-term fans. So, cause for example, when uh when Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, Nintendo was really trying to make it for you know a lot of new people came to Pokemon because Pokemon Go and other Pokemon things, and everyone loved Pokemon again. And so long term fans felt betrayed in a sense, but I actually think it was fine. You know, I think yeah. they actually found. But Metroid Dread struck the perfect balance. Like no one could like no matter where you are from expert to novice, it's just great. But then for me, as you know, quote unquote, an expert, it was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Because <laughs> I don't have words. Uh, so there's so much I want to talk about, but can't right now. Or sure. can't. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. Come back, Cam. It's fine. But uh, the plot and lore aside, it's like Odell said, this game is an amalgamation of some of the stuff that makes other Metro games so great. It's got the the incredible fluid movement of Z- of zero mission and Samus returns. It's got the exploration of super. It's got the plot and just the strong lore and the foreshadowing of fusion. And it, the stuff that they added, like the slide, just the Samus has never felt smoother to actually play as. Yeah. And then the fact that, uh, Oh, I, and I almost let it slip earlier when I was like, Oh, and then they expand on the X and dread. I'm like, Oh no, that would ruin <laughs> such a big moment for cam. But yeah, I love like, or disappointment really. <laughs> right. But they, 
they did so much well here and the emmy stuff was probably some of the most tense moments i felt oh yeah like when i saw a new emmy door i would physically be like can i sequence break something do i have to go in here like i don't <laughs> want to deal with them the blue <laughs> emmy can die in a fire uh, yeah oh, the worst emmy. i hated him oh my god like not the worst me out but I, I, Dread was so good, and there's so much to talk about the plot and the story and just where Metroid can go now. Yeah. I don't think we can talk about where we want to see Metroid go without discussing the end of, Met- of Dread because yeah. my theories are all based on how Dread ends. How Dread ends, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that this game just, as a long time... As a longtime Metroid fan, you know, without without giving again, away, I can't believe Ridley was Samus's dad. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like like I'm eager to hear Cam's thoughts just because I think the whole end of this game is like it for me. It's like this whole game is a love letter to Metroid, and mm-hmm. like I think we've all said more or less why we love Metroid, and I think that's all greatly represented in this game. But narratively, also, we just get to see the biggest picture of who Samus is is in this game. It's been in the other games, but because mm-hmm. the Switch can just do more, and also like uh, Brendan was alluding to earlier, this is the perfect mix of 3D and 2D. And the fact that we're still going to get a Prime 4 at some point means we're still going to get that full 3D game, but the the seamlessness of the cutscenes and the cinematic moments and the gameplay, even at the in the early parts, like it just it really knows what Metroid is. And I've seen some complaints about the story being a little hokey, but like Themis and the Metroid has always been a little like tongue in cheek and hokey. That's the point. It's a sci-fi yeah. series that reaches really far. And like, I don't know, I just this is what I wanted. This is absolutely on every level what I wanted from a Metroid game, and I cannot wait to see what other kinds of things I can get. Because honestly, like like Finn said, we can't really talk in depth of what we want from Metroid without spoiling it. But also, having beaten it, I want to play it again, and I also have no idea what I want next. And I think that's the most exciting thing. Mm-hmm. When a franchise leaves you so speechless that you're like, I don't know what they could do next, they could do anything, is my favorite kind of game. You know, and we, this game had 19 years of buildup and still, still expectations. It yeah. Beat them. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen a lot in franchises these days, right? Like, I, I would say that Mario Odyssey did a similar thing, right? Like, I, I didn't think they could top the la- the last 3D Marios, and I felt like they did. And that just doesn't happen with every franchise. And so I'm so glad that my, one of my favorite franchises ma- managed to accomplish it. Yeah. All right, guys, put on your tinfoil hats. The, I think Metro Prime 4 got, got delayed because it is going to be after Metro Dread. I really feel like... <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm talking about. I really feel like Metro Prime 4 chronologically has to be after Dread. I, mm. I need the story to continue after Dread. Metro Prime 4, it can't be another in-between, like, because Metro Prime 1 and 3 fits between 2 and Super. So I'm like, yep. there's nothing you can squeeze. 4 can't it can't, you can't, you can't put more in between there. It we're good. So I need okay. And if four is not, if four is not a sequel to Dread, I need four to be the game to explain some things that Dread just kind of un- unloaded on us. I need four to exp- like four is going to explain X Y Z, and this is what was going on. Four yeah. four needs to do some things story wise, and that's why I think it got delayed. I could be completely wrong and probably am, but I'm hoping that's the reason. So I do want to comment on that because I'm kind of in the same boat with you, but I also have some things I want to say about Dread. But with Metroid Prime 4, 
part of me thinks one of two things. One, what you're saying, Odell, which is they're reworking the narrative aspect of that to build into the same universe and kind of unify the 2D, 3D universes. Um, or the other part of me with Metroid Prime 4 is I wonder if they take that moment to reboot the Prime series. And it's not a sequel to Metroid Prime 3. It is a new story in that universe, the 3D universe. Because the Prime games are a different story to the 2D games, correct? Oh, no, they're connected. They're connected. They take place between Metroid 2 and Metroid and Super Metroid. Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. all, that story is all just wedged in between those two games. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's technically standalone, but it does fit into the greater Metroid mythos. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, well, then they're yeah. they're gonna connect it to Dread. Then I don't know. And, and the reason about. I'm saying it because the uh the Prime Games explores the history, culture, and the people of the Chozo the most yeah. in depth out of all the games. Yep. Yeah. Okay. As, so yeah. As we know. <laughs> um, Yay, Metroid! So when it comes to Dread, for me, like again, as someone who's been not loves Samus, loves Metroid, hasn't finished a lot of these games, Dread had to live up to this weird expectation for me of like I need this to be like the game that pulls me back into Metroid and like makes me want to go back and play those other games. Um, but it also from like the get go seemed like the game that I didn't want to play because I don't like horror games and the Emmy aspect of the game looked like it was going to not be my jam. And right. even though it was kind of not the thing I would seek out to play it also the way that the Emmys work in the game and how they're kind of restricted to these specific areas. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, enthralling in the wrong ways for me but like it worked and it was like you know like 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 finn had said like whenever i got to a new emmy section i was like fuck like but also <laughs> like all right let's get through this let's fucking beat this motherfucker let's do it um like dread is such the perfect name for this game because of the emmys and because yeah. of certain other like aspects of the game where like to the point where I almost want like the next game to be called like Metroid anxiety, because <laughs> that's exactly how I felt dealing with certain parts of the game. But like the beginning parts to this game, I was still kind of getting my footing and figuring out like, this is a good game, but like, is it going to hook me? Am I going to want to finish this? Like, is this going to be the thing that pulls me in? And when you get to the first main boss and when you start really seeing the cinematics intertwine with the gameplay and how it's all kind of seamless and you can still control certain things during the cinematics. And there is one point where, and I took like 18 screenshots and like a 30 second video of it. I'm sure everyone did. But when the boss is like on the ground and he's in the foreground and Samus is in the distance in between like the little gap in the boss's arm in the ground and she's just staring off in the distance towards the screen at the boss and then just starts walking and charging up her 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 beam. I'm just like, they have never made a character look this cool ever. A yeah. Nintendo yeah. game has never made a character look this cool. Like in that yeah. moment, I was like, Samus can do anything like she is a badass. like she can mm-hmm. fucking do anything. And like from that point forward, I couldn't wait for any more parts like I know there was that article going around from Kotaku. I didn't read it, but about like no personality for Samus. I didn't again. I didn't read it, so I don't know how detail it goes into. But there was that kind of dis- discourse on Twitter about Samus not being, you know, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. This that like they didn't explore her character a lot. But I feel like so much of 
the cinematics in just certain scenes in the game do so much more than most games do with like showing a character's personality and storytelling. And I like was always waiting for the next moment when I would get to one of those scenes where it was like, I know who Samus is and how she is and what she's about based on what she is doing right now. And every time I was so satisfied, like I will like that, that is like a top five gaming, maybe top 10, top 10 gaming moment for me. Just like that scene of her downing the boss and then just like slowly walking and charging up her beam. Like it just, it's, it gives me chills thinking about it. It's so good. Like so good. See, see I agree with you 150%. But then when you play other M, just just <laughs> so you know, it will be the literal polar opposite of everything you just said. Yeah, literally. Like, like okay, you know, just this is in the trailer. Like, you know, when she meets Cred again, Cred, Craig, Cred. <laughs> I, I never Craid. know how to say it. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Yeah. yeah. When she sees Craig, you know, she's almost like, what's up, fool? You bought this life? I mean, I mean, we, we saw how it ended the last time. I mean, we could go again. You know, that's the expectation you expect from Samus. But, you know, at other M, it was like, oh, no, you again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I agree. And, like, we didn't shout it out, but, of course, the voice acting legend, Jennifer Hale, voiced primarily grunts and, like, oof noises for Samus in the, in the Metroid Prime trilogy. And, like... I hope that they bring Jennifer Hale back for Metroid Prime 4. Um, but, like, Samus is notoriously a character that doesn't speak much, but still you know what she's feeling and how she's doing. And, and like, mm-hmm. I agree. I think Dread, and, like, I don't want to go too far off, but, like, Dread continues to do that better than ever. I agree. Like, it took the inner monologue of Fusion and turned it into action in a way that still makes Samus one of the most badass characters to walk in the Nintendo universe. For sure. Yeah, you know, in the opening moments of the game, you know, to win to see Samus literally helpless is like such a surreal moment. It's like, yeah, like you, especially you've walked with her, you've seen her, and to see her, you know, you know, even when she's losing, she's still like, yeah, I got this. But to see her to be like, it's like, oh damn, like to to have that in your mind, this is an adversary that literally like had her pushed that far. It's just insane. And, you know, I think to open the game like that compared to, you know, being like a space station exploded and, you know, well, what was it? Physical amnesia, whatever nonsense they said yeah. this time around. <laughs> hey, give them credit for trying. <laughs> um, Does anyone have further thoughts on Dread before we move on? It's just really good. It is yeah. a very good game. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like to me, it's an, it's easy at nine out of ten. And I know some people don't think it's that good, but it's interesting though. Every time I talk to people that I don't want to say dislike, but don't think dread as good as it is, it's almost always like trying to find something wrong. Like, like you're that AP English teacher is like, no paper is perfect. So you're like, yeah, you know, this, this right here. That's why I feel like that's why that's, that's my credit to dread. It's the game. That's so good that she kind of got to, got to go academic levels to find things wrong. Yeah. You're like circling commas, like, you know what? That's one too many commas. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dread, very good game. And I guess uh, before we wrap things up, the last point that is kind of hard to make uh, as as both uh, Matt and Finn had kind of uh, uh, started to talk about is that without really getting into the details of Metroid Dread's story, um, 
you know, what does the future of Metroid look for everyone? I guess removing the narrative aspect of that, like, you know, I, I think we can all be in agreement that this game is probably going to sell very well, probably be the best selling game in the franchise up to date. Yeah. Um, and it's probably going to, you know, make things very hopeful for the franchise going forward. And, you know, maybe we'll see a lot more Metroid stuff or at least more Metroid stuff sooner as opposed to historically these large gaps within the series putting out new games. Um, but with that being said, we know Metroid Prime 4 is coming at some point. Um, so we know we have, have at least that to look forward to. Um, but outside of that, like, what, what, what would make everyone happy if they even have anything they want to say about like the future of this video game series going forward? Um, I think for me... Uh, based off Dread and just because um, if you start as Fusion as a starting point, I just think these games are going to become more narrative, narratively driven as we move forward. Not saying that it's it's going to change its you know sense of discovery, isolation, and stuff. But where I feel like the story was always more like a eh, you come across it, you either do or you don't. It's going to be more of a you kind of do. And we're going to get more heavy emphasis on story and Metroid Prime 4 and stuff. In the Metroid way, of course. It's, you know, it won't be no Last of Us. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think that's really what they're going for. They're, they really want a sense of unity between the games. And you know, I think going forward, they're gonna, there's going to be more of an importance for them to make sure that the, over, the greater story makes sense in a way. Is what I think. And um, I think it'll be continue to be one of those series where We'll ne- it'll never truly be 2D or 3D. We'll probably, you know, continue to do this, you know, bounce between a 3D title, some 2D titles, and so on and so forth is my guess. Or maybe even an experimental title like Other M, but not like Other M. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Th- oh, sorry, Brendan. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think Odell kind of hit it on the head, which is like, I think we can look to expect you know, uh, the best of both, the best of 2D, best of 3D, and maybe a spinoff here and there, given the success of this. Um, I wouldn't really know what else to expect, but you were going to say, Matt? Oh, I was just going to say that, like, I think I don't I don't have expectations other than I want them to keep making them at this point. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, ideally what I want is an easy and accessible way to play every Metroid game in the numbered series. Like, that doesn't exist right now. Fusion and Zero Mission, you you can't play legally very easily. Um, and even remake, like it's, if you have a three DS, you can play it. If you don't, you're SOL. And like, I, I want that. I want the series to have, give me one, you know, zero mission returns, fusion and super all on one cartridge and I'll pay for it. Like, mm-hmm. just give me that. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I just want it to keep going. I want, and I, I would like to see others, maybe give me a Metroid story without Samus. That might be interesting. You know, I love Samus as a character and I think Samus is great, but like you t- touched on prime a little bit, like there are other bounty hunters and like, it'd be cool to see other characters or play as other characters. I don't think that's unreasonable at this point in the series. Um, but, but like, yeah, I think Odell hit it kind of on the head. Like, I think that the narrative is going to push these games forward because it's at the forefront in a way like it never was before. And I think tying those stories together are going to be really interesting and probably where the future of the franchise lies. Mm. So I think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just kind of curious, uh, like, if there is, like, you know, because it's supposed to be, like, the end of, like, this story of Sword and Dread, like, 
if there is going to be like another 2d and like it's going to be in like a new story and like how it's going to really differentiate itself from like um from 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 this past story if it, it like, you know with it if samus is like the main character which likely she will be that because like i don't want because you know because it's it the past like few games um have been like oh yeah there's no more metroids except there is one and then except yes there is and it, like to the point where i don't i don't want that kind of reveal or revelation to get like stale like that to be like kind of like the driving force is like oh you get to near the end of the game and it's just like you know like you get to fusion and you get to the research laboratory and there's all those metroids there it's just like okay i thought all the metroids were dead but cool you know and 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 now you know you start up you start up uh dread and it says that they're all extinct again i was like okay like in someone who hasn't finished the game yet i'm like okay are they yeah really? you we'll, we'll see you really need to finish the game, I think, is like yeah. that's gonna help you with this kind of Yeah, this kind of what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So so and even so it's just like, okay, even if all of the Metroids are extinct by the end of Dress, just like it's literally like where do we go from now? Like the, the series yeah. is called Metroid, you know what I mean? Like it's it, you'll it's maybe so... you'll find out, maybe you won't. I don't know. So what I'm yeah. saying is like if so what I'm saying as someone who's ignorant, if Dread does say like, Oh, Metroids are still uh still not extinct, then it's just like all right, well, like, I don't want this to keep being the kind of thing that these games do moving forward. And if it is extinct, there's like, okay, where do we go from here? Because it's called Metroid. The series is called Metroid. God God damn it, Cam, you need to finish the game. You just need to finish the game. I know, I know, I know, I know. Hey, blame Best Buy. Blame Best Buy. Questions about the game will be answered in the game. Yeah. Yeah, blame Best Buy. I have an idea, Cam. Don't watch Dune tonight and play more Metroid. I think you'll be Hell happier. No. I think you'll be happier. Um, I've been waiting for Dune for like two years. <laughs> so unless been waiting for Metroid Dread for nineteen. So that's true. That is very true. Guys, I've been waiting for Metroid Dread for like just... you know a few weeks. Technically, you, you, you know, um, I guess I I feel like this is this is how I felt, um. Without spoiling anything for Dread, what I, what I wish they want to explore is Samus and her relationship with the Galactic Federation is where I think yeah. the story is going to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. where that's that's one one is going to have issue with the other. Yeah, is basically where I think the story will go yeah. because they 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 have just been on their BS for like all the games, and I remember thinking, are we ever going to deal with these fools? Like literally deal with these fools? <laughs> and I think Dread puts us in a place to be like. We're going to deal with these fools. Yeah, I can see that. I like the idea of that. So, Finn, unless you have anything else to add, I think this is a great time to wrap the show. Nope. I, everything that I wanted to be said has basically been said by everyone but Cam, because he is guessing. <laughs> I, I am indeed guessing. So, first of all, I just want to say thank all of you so much for coming on the show and going for this really solid tight hour episode of Metroid. Um, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, very, very sorry. But with that being said, uh, Finn, why don't you lead us off, plug all whatever you want to plug. The floor is yours. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter at Nola Nerdcast. I'm part of the SDGC crew, but if you ever want to talk games, comics, or anything just nerdy and fun, like I just I love meeting and talking to new people. 
um always hit me up anytime my dms are open just don't be a dick that's all (laughs) i ask it's a very simple rule hell yeah matt aka stormageddon what about you so uh the best place to find me is dj underscore stormageddon on twitter Um, i'm most active there because facebook sucks and i barely use instagram um, if you want to check out all the stuff that I do, it's all in one convenient place now. You go to www.djstormageddon.com. It has all my podcasts, the best way to support me, my merch store, my Kofi, all that stuff. So uh, if you want to go there and check out all that stuff and just drop me a line and say hi. Odell? Yeah, so I'm Odell Harmon Jr. on Twitter. That's also named my website if you want to see everything that I do. I have a podcast called Full Circle Podcast where I invite friends, both big and small, from all around the gaming industry. We have a lot of fun. Other than that, you know, I freelance. I'm featured on things. Just follow me on Twitter. You'll usually see that. Or, you know, I've been I've been I've been crawling around the internet for a long time. So sometimes stuff I forgot I did pops up here and there. So that's always fun. And what about you? Uh you can follow me on uh Twitter at Cam Final Mix and I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Cam Final Mix. Hell yeah. And you can find me at B Groom and everything we do at Pass Controller. And again, thank all of you so, so, so much for coming on and spending this lovely couple hours chatting about Metroid. I can't wait till the next time all of us can chat again. And to listeners out there, thank you so much for hanging with us. Until next time. Yeah.